Welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast. We're back. Remember this podcast? It's been a while. I don't remember how long it's been. How long has it been? Checking our... Oh, I my, need to check now. But my it's bookmark been like of Dialogue months. Choices audio log. Fuck, we it's using podcast? soft internet dates. Hey, oh, that's actually what funny. That mean? That's, that's actually funny. We... we uh, <laughs> We, I, I did a fake out about episode 69 a long time ago, and then nice. the last episode we did was episode 69, which is the one about yes. PAX, which wasn't right after PAX. It took, it took us weeks to talk about PAX because we needed to get the right people mm-hmm. together. But when I look at the it's fucking wiki, it doesn't say, not the wiki, when I look at the, our SoundCloud, it doesn't say when the episode went up because fucking the internet refuses to use dates anymore. They always say, like, vague time ago. Two like, months. Three months. Podcast yeah. 69. Just say the soft, Googling my say the soft date so we can, you know. It says a month ago. It's unhelpful. There you go. After I, I click, feel like that makes... After I open it on YouTube and then click on it, it says September 26th. There we go. See? Two months. Because it's the 13th. I feel like that makes a lot less sense than it probably is supposed to in some weird person's mind. Like, it, I understand the, like, within the, I would say even maybe the first, like, 48 hours of something being posted you can do you can do the thing where you say like it was posted like three hours ago or whatever but the moment that i think it reaches a certain point it does need to just be a date like stop saying three weeks ago i don't care if it was three weeks ago tell me what fucking day it was posted what day did you post this video i very much agree with with this i think that like the standard is to go for if it's a week then it's like you know three days ago five days ago a week ago and then after that it's just a date like, what what if your email was like that? What the fuck? Oof, don't Wait. do that. <laughs> what? You alright over there? Keith is, is seeing the uh, revelations of the universe. In a, uh, so I'm looking at my own video of the last podcast. This is getting... Uh, this, enjoy the weird... What this podcast it's is very apparently. Meta. Yeah. <laughs> so meta, the pr- you, you can see Think this for it. yourself if you want to, but... The progress the bar page. is full of chapters, somehow. That's. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. let me check. Oh, yeah, Liftwasa, Lift, Lufthansa cabin crew strike, guest bed, eggs, egg escape, kitchen trauma, living by yourself, <laughs> organizing <laughs> the kitchen, going to Seattle, socially brave people, the ugly American, <laughs> day two three, the annex. Arcade, Seattle, Steve Hobbs, PAX West Demographics, Early PAX West Steve Entertainment, <laughs> Pokemon Panel, Therapists and Games, Voice Acting Panels, Ellen McLean, Pineapple Juice, Drag Queens, Seattle Drag Scene, and then Seattle Culture starts at 53 minutes, and then there's no more chapters for the remaining two hours of the podcast. I think somebody must have... Uh, Did someone make added... that, but then stop yes. making that? How did they do that? How people did can they just, do that? That is a good... People can manually submit chapters to your videos without, like, permission? <laughs> like, no, how, no, 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 no. Like, how, that is how are those chapters no. there? There's no on-screen... The only way, t- like, yeah. previously, I knew that sometimes YouTube would auto-generate chapters based on on-screen text, which there isn't. Yeah, because the fact that it says day yeah, two, do, three, that. that tells me that it's doing it based on subtitles. Like it's no, it's grabbing it's doing it based, based on, on their auto generated subtitles. Yeah, wild. It's weird how those do sound like they function as topic chapters as much as there can be on this thing. Like a, a series of them in a row are the na- are essentially the panels we talked about. 
but like it's so dumb why would you do (laughs) why would you have like drag queens as one and then seattle drag scene why would you make those two separate it's just an, a, and they're it's not a even subheading. like they're literally minutes apart from each other. Like, it's like a subheading like, drag, drag queens and whatnot. Yeah, but I mean, like drag queen is at like fifty, and then drag Seattle drag scene is like fifty-one. Like it's a minute. What? Why would you make that? Yeah. That has to be auto-generated. A computer has to be that stupid. Like not a human. Do that. <laughs> I'm so sorry if you was a person. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way you're like micromanaging this. And why would you do that? Why would you make it like every minute of a different scene? That's not what the point of it is. The point is to be like supposed to be like overarching stuff. Like, yeah, they talked about this for like 10 minutes yeah, or whatever. Anyway, if you're wondering why no podcasts, there's been a long string of things that that happened, which is that after we did the last podcast, we've had we have had like an influx of people in the discord a bit for the collaboration stuff. And so we ended up doing two separate like drawing streams instead of podcasts and then mm-hmm. a lot of fun we also but then also what happened is like we already like to look at our bizarre recording schedule or at least my version of it and so on like what normally happens every week is that thursday nights i meet up with bird to record something so we've been playing bloodborne for a while uh and then friday nights i meet up with what had been for a while bird and colonel to play monster prom uh and then no one else is really showing up then saturday there's like a, a peak of uh availability and like more people would show up and we'd play like stuff like golf or whatever uh then sunday at 2 p.m pacific we record the podcast and sometimes we stream it but usually not and then at then at 7 p.m that same day we then play final fantasy with effie and andrew so it's like it's this big mm-hmm. like complicated structured thing but we've had an influx of people in general and also jackbox nine and uh, Overwatch 2 and <laughs> Monster Prom 3 all came out, <laughs> like, all at once. Yeah. And so we're like, yeah. oh, fuck. So Fridays, we've been trying to play, do our playthrough of Outbreak for Resident Evil, and it has a specific set of people. So that makes it so that the anything else we want to try to do then goes on Saturday. But, like, if we do, like, a oh, Jackbox stream followed by an Overwatch stream, we're like, when the fuck do we play, like, Monster Prom? Like, obviously, we want to play the new Monster Prom that came out. And then we're like, well... I meet already. I already meet up with Colonel and Andrew every Sunday at two, and sometimes Bird shows up for that. What if that the four of us just did Monster Prom instead of the podcast? So we had we, two we drawing streams times. followed by me being in LA for a week, and maybe and maybe other week, and I think other weekend stuff has happened where I wasn't available. And then also the last two weekends we were playing that way I was available. We were playing Monster Prom three, so that's why there's been no podcast for like two months because. It's really hard to juggle all of these things at once. And yeah, three extremely our us relevant sequels happened in like a week of each other between Overwatch and Jackbox and Monster Prom or whatever. So that's mm-hmm. what's up. But in fact, we were going to do Monster Prom today, but uh, Bird forgot and double scheduled. And so we're doing a podcast. We're like, hey, remember the podcast? And even while we're doing the <laughs> podcast, the door is being beaten down to be like, hey, what about the next drawing stream <laughs> instead? Wait, there's people suggesting that already? Well, that's because of what Purple wants yeah, to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Purple's like, always waiting for the next drawing stream. Uh, Purple. There's a lot of people. Nice. It's complicated. There's so many people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good it's a good problem to have. We're starting to turn into like fucking FaZe Clan or the who are the Minecraft people? Minecraft? Uh, oh, the other ones. These days, there's a billion Minecraft people, but there was a Minecraft group that was like a group, not 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 Dream, like the British people. 
Oh, I don't know. The, oh, Yogg's Cast. Yogg's Cast. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Yogg's Cast. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a bit Minecraft amalgam. Like, Except without the budget. We're gonna hit, we're gonna hit, we're quickly gonna hit a point where like four of us are playing Outbreak, and then like three more of us are playing uh, Overwatch and streaming it at the same time, and the audience is like, which part <laughs> of the same group do I watch? Both of them. That's why we have multiple screens. Granted, we're also a strange um, like grab bag of who actually streams during these and who doesn't. <laughs> Because me, Bird, That's and Andrew true, streams yeah. and no one else does. I, I put it up on my YouTube channel though. After you, you edit it. What do you well some of these things you put on YouTube, but you don't you don't stream um, Overwatch. Your, your audience has no idea no. you play Overwatch unless listen to the podcast. Some of them know. I, you play I, a my, lot of Overwatch. Audience, some of my audience knows. They you've got, you've been eating your well. Lucio O's. My Lucio O's. I don't oh, we haven't yeah, have we talked think? about Outbreak on this podcast yet? No, no. Outbreak so. is one we of the have... coolest Resident Evil games ever made. Mm-hmm. It's just really fucking rad. It's really interesting. So we've we so we uh, for context we've been uh, playing Outbreak via the like fan servers that you log into via like a forum, which is really strange and it's incredible that that works at all. And it mostly works. The de- the netcode is not up to snuff and it's hard to sell- say which parts are the- because it's an ancient PS2 game and which parts are because that's just like the current reality of the server that it runs on or whatever. I have no idea. Uh, but there's there's definitely like there's lag and getting stuck on things and when you when I get a- all four of our perspectives and edit them together into split screen, I can definitely see the massive out of sync nature of what's actually happening on everyone's screens like everyone's essentially playing if you're in the same room, you're kind of playing different games sometimes where you think you see people who are shooting zombies are in end places, but on their screen, they're doing it in a different place or the zombies in a different place. And it's just like, it's just chaos. Uh, that's terrifying. How does it keep? Okay. Well, they to some extent, that's what some... modern video games are like, too. Like how you can turn a corner yeah. in a shooter and then still die to someone that shot you. And then on their kill cam, they shot you before you turn a corner like uh, yeah, all, yeah. All, all online games are verisimilitudinous at best. <laughs> like they are not actually working the way that you think they're working, and it's all its lies. Uh, the trick is because the lag, <laughs> at least specifically for Resident Evil Outbreak, the lag would probably have been like half a second because it's all, it, well, probably not DLS, uh, not the dial up anymore, but all DLS, like one megabyte if you're lucky or something like that. Because it's a game from 2004. Yeah, I think, and so it's um, I, I, I think, imagine well, they it was f- made to Resident Evil games, so it's probably. I mean, if that's the case, I think I think Japan had fiber back in in the early two no. thousands. Yeah, no, uh, no way. Are you <laughs> sure? You have to remember how small you have to remember how incredibly small it, that country is. Everything is so cram packed together. Fiber mm. is super easy. They just hang it up on the telephone poles and call it done. Like it's super easy to put fiber in Japan. Here, no, it takes you like half the well, half of a, the US, a small yeah. nation's budget just to give you fiber in like a city here. The damn place is so big and spread out, and has to be all underground and tear up the road and just it's awful. What, but, I, what I find interesting really, about the existence of this game is the fact that like Resident Evil had like a really good trilogy. And then it like kind of had this slump in quality where it was making either bad choices or uninspired choices, or it was just repeating itself or getting stale be- around the time of like Code Veronica and Zero. Like that's the narrative that I've always heard. I haven't played those games yet, partly because they sound like the least good ones to play. Uh, 
and then and then they then they had had that radical movement of uh, reinventing the series with Resident Evil Four, right? Like they they worked so yep. hard to make Resident Evil Four this big revitalization of the series that they accidentally made Devil May Cry in the process, <laughs> like. <laughs> The first Resident Evil 4 became Devil May Cry, and then they tried again at making Resident Evil 4, is what I understand basically happened. Uh, That's wild. That is so wild. But while that was happening, after Resident Evil 0, but before Resident Evil 4, both Outbreak games happened. So one of the most interesting things in the series happened in the background and is completely forgotten by so many people that to the point where people keep like responding to these streams being like, "This I don't know what game this is. This game exists. A multiplayer old school Resident <laughs> Evil game exists. I've been anticipating playing this game for an eternity because I saw like old magazine ads about it, but like it was like it was like seeing Fantasy Star online and be like, no, you can scream in twenty seven languages, and I'm like, cool, I'll never get to play this game because you have need you need magic devices to do it and so on because it's a, a a magical console internet game that was just like an alien mm. concept. So I just knew that they vaguely existed, but yeah. didn't understand how they existed. Uh, mm -hmm. but what's what's fascinating is that like this is a they handle co-op horror in such an interesting way that makes the entire game feel desperate despite the fact that it's multiplayer like usually the worst thing you can do to horror is make it multiplayer because of the like there's such a like a exponential increase in power when you mix players together like they just it's like impossible to make it thre threatening this is yes. a game but like this is, old school Resident Evil is the franchise where like I have a highlight that I uploaded. I think it's just called the first zombie where I died to the first zombie in Resident Evil one like four times because I'm just so completely unprepared for how astonishingly difficult it is to kill a zombie in old school Resident Evil games and how like persistent they are. And that completely holds true and outbreak. So, like, you're playing as four people who are struggling to even find weapons that are effective at all, and all forms of melee combat involve being them. up close to these nightmare people that will just, just, just mow you down. And so, it's incredibly desperate, and it's really exciting to just sit there and, like, struggle and all, like, be shouting all the things you're discovering and splitting up and trying to figure out the environment and so on. Which leads mm -hmm. into, like, the other cool element, which is that, like, <clears throat> of the levels we played each one has like a different structure and like plot and like through line like you'd expect that each one would be like when you play like castlevania harmony of dissonance i think it's called the multiplayer one it's just like a bunch of like castlevania ish levels and they all kind of feel like like they're themed differently but there's they're all like the same premise but instead, this uh, outbreak riffs on Resident Evil formulas to such an extent that the first level essentially like preemptively invents Left 4 Dead years before it happens. It is. It is. That's a good point. The it first is level Left is Dead. Left 4 Dead. You all start together yeah. and there's a series and it's all, it's mostly a linear level, but there's like spots where you can barricade and spots where you can get special ammo drops and solve little puzzles. But you're like, you are all collectively struggling to stick together and and keep and like pick each other up and knock knock things off of each other and keep and keep each other going while a variety of threats happen and there's various like oh you got to hold out here for a few minutes and blah 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 or barricade this window while just a wall of zombies is coming at you from the direction you're coming from and chasing after you mm -hmm. like it's extremely left for dead but it came out in 2003 the same year as the first person resident evil because there was also a light gun game like <laughs> I think your commentary about making a, a co-op horror game not be super easy is like 
bang on point. I never really thought about it like that because, well, I wasn't thinking about it like that. When you're interacting with a game, you just sort of take it as it is. You're not like, what if this was single player? It would be even harder or anything. The thing is, like, even like games like Project Zomboid or, um, well, uh, Dead by Daylight, or uh, actually Dead by Daylight is not the one. Uh, Seven Days to Die, that's the one I'm thinking. In in single player, they're they're super difficult. They're they're very very sluggish, and and I I like those games, but they're very difficult in single player. If you're playing with an just another person, two people, you can cover each other's back so much that it, the game assumes a, a very different pacing. But what they do with this with the with the outbreak though is that everybody's just constantly being swarmed like playing together doesn't work as nearly as well as as uh you would think because because honestly there's i i don't know that there, there's not m much that players can do to help each other out i think in in out uh, what's the name of the game outreach no outbreak 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 that's the one yeah so it's like yeah it's not it's still resident is very much resident evil it's because it's still about like figuring out this this um this puzzle or whatever is going on I, I think the puzzles obviously are are kind of on the easy side of things compared to the you know resident evil one and two it's, it's such a struggle to even get from place to place to do the components yeah. of the puzzle without dying yeah that is the that is the biggest challenge and i think uh, i i have problems with the difficulty honestly because i think easy difficulty is uh, yeah it's difficult but it's not impossible by any means it's easy or it's easier than normal but normal is just so difficult like if you're gonna play the game on normal it, it you're just gonna die <laughs> that's what's gonna happen you're never gonna see the end of the mission unless you like try trial and error i cannot imagine what it would be like to play this game without voice chat that is just we should try maybe we should try it like first no. mission of uh, the second game just do it without voice chat just between ourselves and see what kind of nightmare we create that'd be, an, that'd be awful <laughs> that would be awful but like for a half an hour see what happens no you can stream your side keith just don't hear from us no help oh, help because <laughs> you can move please the help me that's the one. <laughs> oh boy it's uh yeah, you yeah it. i can't believe that originally you had to play it on ps2 on old internet with zero voice zero voice over at uh, our voice communications at all and you just had to like just somehow cooperate with three people where you couldn't share information with each other or tell what's happening because mm -hmm. because it has a fixed camera angles and it's these huge environments and so on like we immediately lose track of each other and have to constantly try to communicate where each other are and so on and even that's a struggle because like it's actually really hard to convey information over uh voice communications like between Outbreak and Among Us, like we've had like a crash course lately on just how difficult it is to convey ideas to each other and like when everyone else is trying to talk and being able to like get anything conveyed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And yet yeah, it's, it's a lot. We uh, we consistently die two or three times just trying to like collectively understand what the maps even like, essentially, and like figure mm -hmm. out like like what its pace is, what its goal is and like gather intel about what the puzzles are and where they are and where we need to go and then we like iterate on that and like that's really it's like a very you have to be a very specific kind of player i think to want that because it's like for me it's exciting like we're like trying to figure out what this it's place big, wants right from us from and so start. on yeah 
it's, it's, it's like, really yeah. challenging but it can also be really mm-hmm. frustrating i think if you're not the right kind of player yeah. that would want or that kind of experience with a woman if you play with a woman character then you have zero health <laughs> he's talking about how bird would only play as the female characters who all seem to have oh. reduced health points Jeez. It's, yeah. so he was Why just dying do constantly they have reduced health points though sexism is that really just it? It's just they it just like think that women yeah. have ha- left gender, less <laughs> increased gender, dexterity yeah. and charisma, and reduced Ooh, hit points like, and strength. Just, <laughs> but like, why? I'm they just thinking of like purses. from a from a what's it called? Fortunately, uh, they don't. From a gameplay no, standpoint, what is the value? What do you why like? Why would you want to pick a character in a game about survival that has less health? Doesn't you seem... have one more uh, inventory slot? I believe is a. Uh, every every character has different every character has different perks like fairly like fairly significant ones that we didn't necessarily always fully understand but like Mm -hmm. like uh what is it toaster was basically playing as leon kennedy so he had like this like chance of critical hitting and getting headshots uh in the way that you can in other games and the other resident evil games that read because like in old school resident evil games you don't aim manually you just aim at you just vaguely put raise your gun at enemies and shoot and like Chris could get, uh, I think, could get a headshot crits with increased chances and so on. And like, mm-hmm. like Toaster's character could do that. His his character could kick. It's like he could kick enemies away, and like that'd be really Which useful is amazing for other people when to have. Out of weapons and ammo. Yeah. yeah, I know that uh, Colonel's character had a huge amount of health compared to other characters, but he also couldn't fit in certain things because he was this huge dude. Mm-hmm. It's like he couldn't hide they in also lockers. Start with a handgun, so yeah. that was nice. My character only started with a knife, and he, but he could. Uh, oh God! He had, he had he had wrenches he could throw at people. <laughs> and, infinite uh, wrenches. I never learned that. I, never I did not have infinite wrenches. I just had a bag of wrenches. There was a, they had a number, but uh, <laughs> I did. And I had some kind of crafting supplies. I never fully understood where you could, if you found specific combinations of things that you could combine them to like craft weapons, like in uh, in Dead Rising Two. So like I uh, I could get a. This is the one that was just intuitive, so I didn't even realize it was an ability of mine that no one else could use. But like, you can grab a uh, pesticide and a, and a uh, lighter and, and make a flamethrower. And I didn't I didn't realize that was like my unique ability, and that everyone else couldn't do that. Uh, at least one of the characters that 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 bird played as had an entire second inventory of herbs that she just started with. Mm, but she just wild. had a bunch of healing supplies at the beginning, but he would just forget. Which wasn't very helpful. So he was playing a character that would die more easily and would forget about the thing that she was getting that would help him survive. So it's a it's Look, a it, the, it's, it's a lot. very difficult to control the characters and then opening the inventory and there's a lag. I'm I'm oh, trying yeah. to make almost, excuses for birth. almost every button is reversed and strange, so it takes some time to get used to the <laughs> buttons that you use to get through your your inventory. And to highlight how co-op focused this game is, like We've played like you've seen the inventory grid from Resident Evil 4 and like mm-hmm. in Resident Evil 5, you have an inventory grid of like nine slots per character or something. Uh, in Resident mm-hmm. Evil Outbreak, you have four slots <laughs> per character. You can only hold four items. Isn't it the same amount as Resident Evil 1? I think it might be it Jill's inventory in Resident Evil 1. No, Jill has more. I think Jill has... Uh, do, do you remember if Jill Does had Jill six have or more? eight? I yeah, thought Jill, Jill had fewer inventory. Eight. I don't know. The two have different no, in, inventory sizes in the original, but I don't know what, the, what they are. But yeah. four seems exceptionally low. I feel it like, I feel like Resident Evil 1 might be eight. six and eight. Yeah, yeah. 
and you played with a with Jill, so you had uh, eight. But four is an extremely small inventory. It's brutal, especially when you think about like having any spare ammo is a second inventory slot. Mm -hmm. So if you so you have enough space for one weapon, ammo for that weapon, one key item you're probably using to forward the plot, and one healing item. <laughs> like beyond that, you just need to leave them for other people or hand them off to people or like. But I, just I remember where that... you left things and come back for them when you need them because you probably will. I, I honestly felt that inventory space wasn't the biggest problem or the biggest challenge, I should say. It's not really a problem. I think it works well, but it's the the navigation and then just trying to figure out what to do next is the biggest issue for me. Oh, like, yeah. Like you can go around being, I mean, I did have more health than you guys, but go, you can go around being a little bit injured. You can get about without having a healing item. It's dangerous, but generally like if there's zombies in the room you're going into go back and generally that's not a problem um although on higher difficulties and when i say higher i mean not easy on normal difficulties the zombies just spawn so often it's like once per minute there's a new zombie in any room that you're in and i think that's that's too much it's like normal is is uh okay if you have finished this level already and you know what you're gonna do uh good luck you might not survive <laughs> Because I don't think anybody can beat that game blind on on normal. Uh, I don't think but you're I'm, beating any of those levels on your first try. Just in general. Oh, I mean, I mean, even not even first try. I mean, like if we kept at it, uh, did we actually beat the first map on normal? Maybe we did. I have no idea. Toaster was hosting yeah. the whole thing, and I didn't know what he was doing behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like when he was well, and wasn't tweaking difficulties. Yeah, all I, think, I know uh, is the game never felt like it was easy, even though I think at some point we played yes. levels on easy. I yeah. couldn't tell. We definitely played the hospital level on easy, and we played the last level. The last level was incredible, really pretty, and like in like the whole map probably would have been good enough for a full-on Resident Evil, like this in the style of the first and the second game. Just add like proper storylines and creepy stuff and puzzles. The fifth level and, felt yeah. like a full-on Spencer Spencer Mansion situation, all the way down yeah. to like it even had like you go into like the elevator to find the secret lab and everything. After what was yeah. we were already yeah. in a giant mansion to begin with, it was it yeah. was shocking yeah, how areas. large how much real estate there is in that game across mm -hmm. its five levels compared to your average Resident Evil game. Also, we're half an oh, hour in. I should just call this out. Uh, Colonel's not sick. He just got complaints from his neighbors about how loud he was being because for uh, for us, like 2 p.m. is like for him 10 p.m. So it's already it's already nighttime, even when we're, when we're recording mm -hmm. this podcast. So he's he's got to be quiet until he can soundproof his new home. Mm -hmm, basically, that is what's going on. Lower register, I suppose, is the, the term. Do I sound sick, though? I was just that's often why somebody talks that quietly for that long. Oh, because you sound be. like a, dis a disappointed teacher. I that took us yeah, that took us aside. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> outside on that last level, the, it was really pretty that area with the river because you could see the, the sun and the the bridge. The bridge was enormous. That was really pretty, really, really well done. There was so much. I, also, birds are evil. Bird? Toaster oh, was the king. Of, Toaster was the the king of being murdered by crows. <laughs> it just kept oh, happening. Okay. 
No, it was the uh, there was multiple there's multiple parts where you have to like make a jump or shimmy across a ledge. Oh right! And birds yes. could just peck you to death and make you fall off and die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it kept happening to Toaster. He was like the most capable player, but birds would take him out every time in like the first two or three levels. Yeah, he definitely he carried us in the was it the hospital level the one that had um, well I'm I guess this is spoilers for the let's play. Uh, mm -hmm. The one that had uh, liquors. Where is it? Liquors? I don't remember. Um. Yeah. No. 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 Hunters. Yes. I don't know if it was the hospital level. I don't think so. I think. No, it wasn't. No, it was the other one. It was the apartment complex. I think had the one where we'd split up, and half of the half the place was on fire. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you took the crazy elaborate side pass, you'd eventually wrap all the way around. So like that. Yeah. I think I think the I think the hospital had. Hunters and the apartment complex had liquors. Yes. It ends with mama liquor, which is a nightmare. That's... Those are some good memories from that game. It's and a new game. It... Now we're going to start. Yeah. We're going to do volume two with Andrew now because Bird does not want to play yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, he did not have a good time, especially no. on the last, the last attempt. Oh, he was he was dead for like fifty percent of every stream, and I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. I just you ever everyone's got to be kind of self sufficient here. Yeah, yeah, basically. There would be ones where I'd, I'd I'd I would pick him back up and come and rescue him like three times in a row, and I'm like, I don't even have a weapon. Like this is the best I could do. You got to make different choices, please. Yeah, and then, my, he'd be, my... then he'd be dead again. <laughs> Maybe he was. Yeah, that is actually the diff the making different choices is a a pretty important aspect of the game. A lot of my playstyle, or uh, not playstyle, I suppose, but a lot of my, uh, what I was doing is I was like, I wasn't finding an easy way into wherever I was going, so I would just go back and go into another place and not really achieve much for for like half an hour maybe or however long, because I was in in dialogue with you guys in Discord. So for people to play this without voice, you wouldn't know if the other players are doing anything useful. Unless they all of a sudden in their inventory, because you can see other people's inventory, uh, unless all of a sudden you saw their th them getting the item that you know they need. Because if you if you're doing it blind, you don't even know that they have the right item. Like somebody gets a sealed canister or whatever, and like okay, whatever, that doesn't mean anything to me. Probably oh yeah, like someone can just straight be doing the objective for you. I think that's why the last level in particular breaks its rules a little bit. Uh, when it? you successfully, yeah, when, when we successfully, it was, it wasn't as noticeable cause we were all basically there, but when you mm -hmm. finish combining the chemicals that are, you have to do to make the cure, it definitely just teleported us all to that room. Oh, that happened. I think that happened in the first game, in the first uh, campaign as well. Yeah, like it, was, it was relatively rare the game would do that, but that was like a rule yeah, break it would do to just be like, okay, fuck it. You guys all need to be on the same page. Because like mm -hmm. in that one in particular, it puts you all in the same room, and then you f you encounter plot character, and then time limit starts. So it's very important mm -hmm. that for the experience to make any sense for you to be in the place the story is happening. Otherwise, like you're just gonna be in a random part of the map, and suddenly a time limit's happening for reasons you don't know. And it do it does mm -hmm. also like every time a cutscene triggers, everyone sees it, even if you don't understand the context, because somebody else triggered it across the whole map. Like I triggered the frogs cutscene, and like here's this new enemy type, by the way, and you you guys were literally on a different floor. 
So yeah. it was just a unique problem for me, but everyone got to watch the intro and wonder what was happening. Well, we saw the yeah, we saw the frogs in the intro. I think like um Oh right, uh, I was thinking of the uh, yeah. The, then later on, we did go to where you were at the time, but you just spent so long in that one place because of the frogs. I believe that it's just we were just hanging out elsewhere. <laughs> Me and uh, and Toaster. I liked. I really. I, I I didn't find the writing to be good though. Um, in in, in when I say good, I mean not you know it's not going to be like a an eloquent, amazing writing. Oh, this is the best well written game ever or whatever. Obviously, it isn't. It's Resident Evil. But I didn't find the, or rather, I didn't think that the writing compelled us through the story, you know, as it's in Resident Evil 1, it does, like, oh, it's Barry, Barry, and it's the whole thing. <laughs> Barry! And, can, and like, <laughs> it, yeah, the right, I think the the writing in Resident Evil 1, it, it absolutely, and in the second, you know, second and third, it, and. But also which one, one, two, and three are the remakes? Uh, yeah, they're more more or less the same, I suppose. Well, they're better in the remakes. The writing is yeah. The remake, the, that... the remake of one had to do a lot because the the original one was completely baffling. Like it was just, <laughs> it was it was the quality yes. of voice acting and writing was so astonishingly just anyone could get in that back. That's that's when you had the original like Jill. You're you're the master of unlocking, and like you were almost a Jill sandwich. I'm like, who the fuck is Who's saying any but of it, this? But it carries you though. It's like the the itchy tasty notes and things like that. It 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 <laughs> like it incentivizes. Well, they, they kept you to the itchy forward. tasty note because that was better it than did. Jill, the master of unlocking. <laughs> they didn't keep the master of unlocking. I don't think did they. No, they didn't. No, that's my example of what uh, they changed because they yeah they kept the itchy yeah. tasty note. But like like I I uh I grew up not playing any of the Resident Evil games, but I read the books. So I was like video mm -hmm. game books. These like that's what got me into reading. Like I went from like Goosebumps to Animorphs to the Jedi Apprentice series. That was like the books that take place between Episode One and Two of Star Wars to like mm -hmm. novelizations of the Resident Evil franchise. So there's one book based on every Resident Evil from one from Zero through Code Veronica, and then another book that takes place between each of those. That's just made up by the author. And so when they novelized the original book. The original game, this poor author has to like make sense of completely inane dialogue and events, and like, and also the fact that both Jill's and Chris's campaigns are happening in the same building at the same time somehow. So they they reinterpret the entire story to be to be possible with the both of them having doing being doing stuff at the same time. So Barry and Claire exist, or Claire maybe Claire. I don't remember. I'm not sure no, if it's Claire. It's uh. No, Claire is the second one. It's the one from the third. It's Jill Valentine. Yeah. But uh, well, both. Uh, uh, no, it's not Jill because Jill's the main. Yeah, I know Jill. Jill. Jill and Chris are the main characters, but their side characters are Barry and I think oh, Claire. I maybe no, Claire Redfield is his third game. Yeah, Who's Claire Redfield Resident is from the second. It's game. whoever's from Resident Evil Zero. Well, the protagonist it's of Resident Evil. The protagonist of Resident There's... Evil Zero is the side character in Chris's campaign in Resident Evil 1. 1. But they mm -hmm. had to make sense of both of those at the same time, but they also had to rewrite dialogue to not be insane. So, like, Barry would, like, <laughs> find lockpicks and be like, here, you take this. 
it, it'll it's it's we both know it's better it's uh more use in your hands and like they'd have to like make something like write something reasonable instead of jill the master of unlocking <laughs> it's like, wild please. but what, I'm, what i was trying to say is that it uh the writing is part of the reason you move on and and explore and, and continue pushing forward in resident evil one and two or the you know any resident evil really um or as a principle anyway but in in outbreak it really the writing didn't contextualize what we were doing uh it didn't it like i liked the last notes the last story notes of the fourth scenario those are good those were a nice reward i liked the detail of um of the scientists being like if you're gonna make a weapon just pure damage can't be the only thing and i'm like i'm listening to him and i'm like is this guy a good guy is he saying that you can you know need scruples and stuff and he's just not oh he needs to be beautiful as well he says and i'm just like oh so i like that <laughs> that was nice but apart from that remake the uh, world and make it as beautiful as me <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh, apart from that it it was uh the writing was completely inconsequential and funny as well because the you know well it's an old resident evil game of course it's going to be funny they're all i think all resident evil games are written like that i don't think it's like an old or new thing pretty much all resident evil games are written almost comedically in nature like uh, the newest resident evil was nothing but a comedy that was like every single avenue you take was just hilarious in its execution so toaster is extremely baffled by what's happening right now in the resident evil franchise because of the fact that Resident Evil 2 and 3's remakes were so specifically supposed to be like a re like a recanonization of the original games that makes mm -hmm. that tries to like bring it in line with other games in like tone and try to make it feel like a realistic possible like universe, which is an absurd goal for Resident Evil because of how just yeah. insane the games are. But then fucking between these games, one of the studios that worked on those games made Resident Evil 8, and 8 is completely baffling all the way through. Like, it's unhinged yeah. and insane. It's like a nightmare. <laughs> like, how do you even, how do you sit there with a straight face and play 8 and go like, yeah, I, I have to take this with, like, the the same brevity as I would, like, a, like a funeral for a loved one. I don't... Like, nothing don't about understand. 8 is any, is even, like, remotely worth taking seriously. <laughs> everything is hilarious it's just like what what is happening you walk you like show up to a town you're like oh i guess it's empty and then like a comically large amount of werewolves just show up and you're like what the fuck <laughs> like, okay and then not only do you like well that was weird but it like never comes up again like it never talks about it it never discusses it it just like yeah that's just a thing right that just you just this town just has werewolves you're like what but that's i think but, i think they really like, wanted to do resident evil 4 uh in in resident evil 8 keith keeps mentioning that when in his let's play of resident evil 4 and this is the first time i'm also seeing resident evil 4 in a long time so resident evil 4 is like, also a joke like everything about it is funny yeah like, but i think <laughs> resident evil 8 was made on purpose like that like the werewolves being a lot of them and nobody mentions uh you know the fact that there's so many werewolves to the point where the plot has to explain the plot the plot does end up explaining why there's so many I was gonna uh, say it's it's, it's hard of, to say that nobody mentions it. It's the thing that's happening the whole well, game. Yeah, but yeah, no, but it's the like characters uh, don't, it, don't react to it. As no normally. one like yeah, like no one acknowledges that this is a thing that's happening. And like the it explains it like the plot explains Later. why they exist. But yeah. no one's like like the merchant guy isn't like 
man, a lot of wolves out here, huh? So like, that, no so one that, says anything. That is especially is as, as a nod to Resident Evil 4, is that, mm -hmm. if I, granted, I haven't finished 4 yet, but I'm pretty far. In both 4 and 8, the there just is a merchant that magically is around and unaffected by the events around them and also not acknowledging them. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's... Well, but no, he does... He is affected by the, the progress you make in the world. Like, he does acknowledge that you've done things. He does make... Does he? he does, like... Yeah, he makes he makes acknowledgements of stuff that you do. Oh, in 8. Like, in if eight, you... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in 8. Before, yeah, he especially, he like... He, he does, especially makes cool. knowledge if you go around and you mess with the little like the ball thing that I don't know I don't know what you call I don't know what those games are called where you put the ball in it and you have to like move the thing around to get the ball into a hole like each each level in Resident Evil 8 had one of those dumb like oh here's a ball put it in and then you get like an item or whatever and uh and he makes like he'll acknowledge that you've done that he like so like the world he's like the world's changing around him and he's aware of the changes but he just doesn't say anything like he's not like man crazy there's like a 12 a 12 foot vampire hanging around huh she's like what dude you're in, you're literally in this room with her like she's outside the door right now i, I have the door open that is one of the she's goofiest elements of the entirety the <laughs> of resident evil 8 is that like it's just a mechanical moment of the fact that like like it happened with it happened before with resident <laughs> evil 2 with mr x like he would chase you through the entire uh police station but he wouldn't come into any of the safe rooms uh you could just hear him like stomping around outside and like yeah in yeah. resident evil 8 there's exactly one safe room in the entire game basically and it's just at the front of the castle and it's just like so you'll be one room away from where you're, you're dealing with zombie with a with vampire lady people and you'll just like walk in that room and be like all right bye and like they just they just stop following you and you hang out with this merchant. Yeah. You're like, what is this? I don't understand. I I went out of my way. Though. I went out of my way a lot in eight to uh, and I, I regret not recording it, but I knew that I wasn't going to like take the game with the level of uh, interaction people would want. But like I, I could not stop laughing where I like broke the pathing of I forget her name, the the the. the uh, the big the white vampire lady i guess they're all white the, the one wearing white Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu, yeah like i broke her pathing and she got stuck in the safe house door like she was stuck just walking <laughs> into the safe house door and like i couldn't stop laughing at the idea where i was like the merchant's just sitting there point blank looking at me and in between like and i'm standing there behind me is a door that's wide open with her walking into it constantly and i'm like how is this not the stupidest fucking scenario? Like, we're just going to all ignore that one, we're in a castle. Two, how did you get in here? Three, there's a vampire lady here. And four, I can't leave. Like, I'm just stuck in this room. Like, what? Mm -hmm. This is all. And that's not, I mean, that's all not all intentional. Half of it is. It is comical that I don't know how the merchant got into any building. And because I don't think he can literally move. I don't think it's like actually possible that he can move he just he has a cart that he's like but, yeah but that's what yeah. i'm saying like he's literally physically tied to a cart i don't think he can get out of the cart but the cart just like shows up in places and you're like how yeah. the fuck did you get in here what is this cart doing in here like is this a garage i didn't I, I, isn't this inside the castle how, how did you park in here like it's just it's no, the, so the, much uh, the merchant like, aggressively like, made no sense in four like there's a part yeah. oh yeah oh yeah 
like that whole part where you like you see the merchant outside and then you storm through like a fucking siege of a castle and then the moment <laughs> you're down the other side of it the merchant's there and you're like wait <laughs> <laughs> what you buying what you selling what like what is the path you took to get ago. here sir like <laughs> what are your secrets i need to know but like i don't know like, eight yeah. also has like the, the dolls the entire dollhouse is just a comic a comical experience you're just running around and just like, like violently aggressively attacking a fucking doll like, it's so unnecessary is it the, the clockwork like, i don't know every to? Uh, no i'm talking about uh eight sorry uh eight yeah and yeah and eight and eight you the, go to the like horror the horror level that the entire internet wouldn't stop talking yeah. about yeah that's the one that like it <laughs> Oh, the scariest right. thing like, that happened all year in video games is the baby. It's just a whole <laughs> it's a, I also broke it's the, the shortest of segment stupid. ever. It it's one hundred percent of the fact that just like baby looks like that and sounds like that and passes by you yeah. like twice in, a, in like a semi-scripted stealth section. But at the moment that's over, you're like, this is just a circular hallway. You just yeah go one way towards your objective and if the baby's there you go back around and that's the entire level and if you're like oh it's the scariest yeah. thing in gaming i'm like play more video games play more video games play more video games guys please like it, i it wasn't I've bad had, it I wasn't literally... effective but holy shit no i granted i'm not that stuff doesn't work i'm not very good at uh at, I, I don't respond very well to to horror that's like comically like grotesque like when like the baby thing was just too comical for me to take scared like, to was. be scared of. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh my god, how does this even fucking work? Its mouth is huge. It's like a slug. Like, how does it even why like did you build the house well, around no. the baby? Did the baby get put into the house? Did it grow in here? Did, I mean, like, yes, how it's did, a baby. Like, but like, no, but I'm <laughs> saying, like, how you know, did it just come out looking like that? I don't know anything about this universe, but every time I think about Resident Evil, it's like Okay, I'm just gonna assume that that's just how it's always been. Like, just you, I, because otherwise the buildup to it is even more confusing. Like the idea that, like, yeah, I just grew a giant head baby, and I didn't question that There's at all. It just it's not just a head it, baby. It has arms. It's like I grew a head. It does not though. It's it's yeah, literally no, it's just got, like a head, and then like a little worm body, and whatever, it's got like it kind of yeah. flops around at you. It's like ah. But it reminded me of Albino Lullaby, where there was like punching bag face people that would slide after you. They just looked yeah, like they just looked like those big body-sized punching bags, and they had a big face plastered across them, and they would just kind of slide after you. And That's it's like a I disturbing thing. <laughs> yeah, and I, like I uh, there and again and and again, I I I hate the fact that. Like in horror games, there's a really important level of like you do not want your you do not want to be tracked specifically like when you're when an enemy is tracking you or like the thing that's scaring you or following you or whatever is tracking you and it's out in the visible world like you can physically see it tracking you. It's best to keep it like really far away. Don't have it like just close enough to you because again, like the baby, you can just fuck its tracking up. You can. I got the baby stuck inside of the bedroom. It couldn't leave. Like I just you, went. How did you I, fuck up the baby in what's a hall, basically a hallway? There's so little because it's happening it's, in that level. Because if you if you run from the baby and go back to the bedroom and go under the bed, the baby comes into the room. 
but oh, if you come out if you come out of the room just at the right way like the baby's turning to go because so you go under the bed the baby will turn away and just be like all right he's gone i guess but if you come out right as the baby turns it goes like ah! and then it gets like stuck in between the bed and so it just can't turn around it's like ah it's just like yelling at you as you're just standing there looking at it and you're just like all right well fuck you and goodbye baby and you just kind of walk off and it's just sitting there stuck in a bed like uh, it's like, why would you let me do this don't have the baby come so close to me just have it how, away how do you have not have a, a career play testing every video game i don't understand how you it break just, literally I, everything like, i don't i the thing is is like and so i couldn't do this like a good example is i played visage and visage is awful for horror it's so scary it upsets me like there's <laughs> moments where i'm just like well, like, there's a scene where it's only like, okay, you can't navigate. The only way to navigate is you have to take pictures. Uh, you have to like keep flashing a camera. And when you flash the camera, sometimes there's just a scary thing. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm never going to do that. And so like my brain went into like, you know, like five forehead level IQ level. And it was like, okay, I'm going to memorize the entire house. So then I don't have to do that. And then I can't get jump scared. And so I'm like running through and I'm doing all this. I'm like, I got it. I figured it out. And then it was like, oh, you need to open a door. And I was like, uh, oh, I don't know where the handle is. And so I'm like trying to maneuver where it is. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll just take a picture of the door because there's nothing bad that can happen from that. And so I, I take a picture uh, of where the handle is. I go, okay. And so I open the door and I realize, oh, well, I have to get something in this room. I don't know where it is because it's pitch black. So I just take a picture and there's a thing in there. I was like, God, fucking damn it like how what was i i did everything right but what do i do i can't like i can't i have to see what i'm trying to pick up so i'm fucked i'm just literally fucked <laughs> like it, games are and that's horror kinda, games that's are what, designed to scare you it's the first yeah time and that's like visage i'm uh visage, i highly recommend i've heard, I've heard, I've can, heard faith does some fucked up shit it's faith? oh yeah the faith trilogy faith the company Faith trilogy, yeah. Uh, there's, there's a good like, Mandy has a huge, uh, I guess you could call it, just a passion for horror games. So I have to unfortunately keep playing or witnessing a lot of them. And I am not a big <laughs> horror fan. I don't, I do not like horror games. I don't like being scared. I don't like. <laughs> I am very much more uh, like I, I would rather go like Doom. Doom is the style of horror I like. I like to have That's a lot not, of control Doom is not over horror. the. Horror. It is for the demons when I show up. And for the demons, that's, uh, yeah. that's what I like. I like that kind of like power horror, I guess you could call it. Um, there's like some games that let you have control in that way. Like you have a gun or you have a weapon, a way to like defend yourself from something scary. Like Silent Hill is a good example. Silent Hill is a, like, a, like aggressive horror, I guess, you, or like a combative horror. Like something shows up, it's like, that's scary. I have a gun. <laughs> it's like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> But like, uh, but it obviously, you know, like the, the, the trick in Silent Hill is that it doesn't matter, right? The gun isn't really going to do much for you. You can't like kill Pyramid Head or whatever. Um, so it's more of just about having a sense of control and being able to like have some kind of way to push back against something coming after you. But then you have like amnesia style horror where it's like, I'm here. I have a lantern. Don't touch me. I'm scared. And like you just kind of walk around and something shows up. You're like, I'm going to cry now basically i just i have nothing i can do but hide and cry please don't come after me and like that's all the horror is and those are good i like those kind and visage is more like that visage is much more like 
I'm going to walk down this hallway and you go down the hallway and someone's like, hi, I'm going to turn around now. And like, you just, like, I'm not going to go down that hallway. There's a person at the end of that hallway and either they're going to disappear when I get there or they're going to come after me. And both options are not good for me. So no, thank you. And it's just well, like them disappearing is less, less not good. No, because if they Better. disappear, it means they went somewhere else. And that means that they might be behind me, which is not ideal. <laughs> like it's mm. just the, it visage is also well yeah and just horror like that in general i really like it's more atmospheric it's very thick in its atmosphere and making you feel uncomfortable all the time because you mm -hmm. don't know what when and how something's going to come at you and make your day miserable and that's like that's what's really good about horror but stuff like in like resident evil you know there are times where you can be startled like you turn a corner and you're like oh no that's the big vampire lady but it's not, I, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's not, not like the, it, it, there's not this like feeling of dread and desperation every time you're walking through hallways. Like in Resident Evil, I wasn't going like, oh man, I don't want to go down that hallway. It might be scary. It's just like, oh, okay, it's fine. And then something comes, it's like, oh, I got to turn around. And you're just kind of like running around or whatever. But like Visage would be literal, like I would open a door halfway and be like, okay, can I like, I see can I like what's in there what's in there like is there something is there something in there can I like I'm trying to like hold the door handle to see if I can slam the door really quickly just in case something's in there like that's the kind of that's good horror horror that makes you like not want to progress but you're doing it anyway but like dark wood I don't know or dark woods yeah which one dark yeah. wood is a good example uh um, you play it oh it's such a great game uh no I watched Keith play it um, oh yeah it's amazing but dark wood is yeah, neat. I haven't had a chance I, I just again I don't panic not, enough I, I that the comments really... will never stop freaking out that I literally never use any of my abilities because every time something scary starts <laughs> happening I don't remember I immediately forget the some kind of weird yeah. hold down this button and you can do a thing menu I'm like I'm trying to not die <laughs> I, I, I actually I wonder if I also didn't play with any abilities because I don't remember any of that either when you level up you can buy abilities and then I never used a single oh, one yeah, I think I the entire playthrough. Yeah, yeah. There's oh like a God, weird, I think there's like a radio menu you hold a button to bring up or something to yeah. use them. Mm. Yeah. And I I'm use, like, I'm I use being them murdered. <laughs> uh, I, they're handy yeah, for think... maneuvering around in the open world more than necessarily for surviving, uh, like being assaulted by, by the monsters at night. I'm always the opposite end where I, I remember I have, like, I remember everything I can do, but I can't do it in the moment. So it's just like when I'm scared, I'm like, I gotta like the thing. I gotta, I, I just, I can't, I, hand, just, got, and I'm just like fumbling on things. I can't pick things up and it's like mm -hmm. time sensitive. And like, uh, we played a horror game that was this, I don't know, I don't know how he does it, but there's like some Japanese guy who just busts out these like $5 horror games that are like about two hours long at most, but they're really good. They're really like thick in atmosphere and make you feel pretty good, uh, or pretty scared, pretty but, um, <laughs> And and one of them is like there was like one scene where you're going through this entirely overly thick atmospheric place. It's just tense the whole time. And finally, you get to a point where it's like, OK, now there's something coming after you. And you're like, oh, fuck. And you start like the goal is like you need to go and set all these clocks to 3 a.m. And you're like, fuck, there are clocks in this house. And so you're like running around trying to find clocks and like setting them while something's just running at you. It's just like constantly following. And you're like. And so I'm just trying to fumble with like, is this the big hand, a small hand? Fuck, I just I move it to the side just and then like you can hear the footsteps like go, 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 go. And you're like, <laughs> like I that kind of stuff I'm bad at. I'm not really good at using a bill. I, I know what to do, but I'm not good at doing it when I'm scared. Whereas, uh, yeah, like so I 
I like games that have that require you to do stuff while you're scared because those are always good good tests. They're good uh mm-hmm. uh uh good good ways to execute on uh, making you feel both annoyed and scared at the same time. Where you're like, I know I could do this. I'm just an idiot. And, and then at the same time, you're like, but God, there's something chasing after me. I don't have time for this shit. Like, get yourself, get yourself together, me. Like, it's. I thought that fun. was. That's I thought that was the fun thing that was happening for a while with uh, Walking Dead, uh, Saints and Sinners, but mm. eventually just had to realize. I'm like, I think it's just not working. <laughs> I think something's just not working <laughs> at some point. Like, it's like. For a few minutes, it's funny that like, oh no, I'm dropping my, my, I'm literally dropping items and weapons that I need, and oh, I can't quite, like, because it's VR, I can't quite get my like attacks to land. And there's like a finesse to it of being able to like correctly like cave in a zombie's head or whatever. But after like two hours, you're like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> like at some point, you're like, there's something that I'm doing wrong, or something's not calibrated right, or this game's not conveying its rules correctly because like I literally cannot fight anything <laughs> and it's like it goes beyond the resident evil one struggle of like how do you f- wow i'm really surprised by how tough this one zombie is to like oh i literally cannot fight a single zombie in a game of where every time you look up a video of this game it's people fighting waves of zombies and i'm like i that means it's unplayable like i somehow managed, i got i got to almost i got to essentially experience like an accessibility problem and that like I just found myself in utterly incapable of playing a game and not knowing why and just being like, I guess I can't play this game. Goodbye forever. Uh, which is the thing that happens here and there with all like subjective controls, like conceptually, they're really cool. Have ha- adding subjectivity and, and crazy amounts of error to control schemes on via VR or motion controls and so on it has the possibility of like letting you actually struggle in real life, which is, and like, it's really cool in half-life Alex where it work, where it's working really well. And you're like just struggling with the reality of how hard it is to actually shoot a head crab in the dark with a gun. You have to aim yourself via an iron sight yes. and everything. Like it's the yes. coolest thing in it the is world. So it is so fucking hard. Especially yeah. like I, in my brain, I keep going like, yeah, I can shoot the center of that when it jumps. And then as soon as it jumps at me, I'm like, yeah, I made a terrible mistake. Like, yeah, you're like, you're it like, jumps Uh-oh. and then you jump out of your skin. It's terrifying. I just, I just do a really side fucked step up. and I end up like, <laughs> yeah. Great. And it was, it's, it's, it was just the worst. Penis. The funniest thing is that I went to Half-Life Alex because I think Patreon voted for it or something. And like when I went into it. I started off being like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like Half-Life, but in VR. And I didn't process what that meant for the entire first level. I was just like, oh, cool robots fighting Combine, blah, blah, blah. And then I got to the second level where you see headcrab zombies dead everywhere. And you're like, oh, right. Half-Life 2 is a (laughs) horror game for like half of its (laughs) runtime. Like the fucking Ravencraft or whatever the fuck. Raven, yeah. And and Ravenholm. Raven home and the the spider head crab zombies and you're like oh right fucking half-life 2 was the first video game to give me nightmares as a kid like <laughs> like i like i had uh, I, the, the barnacles i was terrified of the barnacles being barnacles a thing are, that could just happen yeah. in real life yeah like, that was that like i hated that entire concept so much and by as a kid i mean a teenager i was a teenager when i played that game because it came out in 2004 they are so and i probably fun, played though. it in 2007 oh my god I, do I like love the them in Half-Life Alex. 
they're like hilarious i just like throw shit at them all the time like here's a butt here's like a giant tub and they're like it's too heavy (laughs) (laughs) yeah that game worked so Uh, well in so many ways and unfortunately walking dead was just impossible to play like it just did not make the same choices that it needed to or something i don't i don't know Walking Dead wasn't Half-Life made Alex by the is... studio, though. It was like they, they, it's clearly a like a an indie style development. No, I know right? it's not made by the same people. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I know. I'm just, but com- like, I'm it's just not, comparing. I'm just comparing the results is... of playing different VR games with these like what I what I call subjective controls because it's, it's this like difference where you have to like make gestures and the game has to interpret what you mean and you just hope you're on the same page mm-hmm. versus like pressing yeah. X uh, yeah. and like however it's implemented can literally just make or break whether or not you can play an entire game up to including like when i when i play like metroid prime and people are like oh well, this game was perfect it was like i was really there and i'm like i literally can't aim <laughs> like just people have massively different experiences from person to person and it's, it's just rough because you're essentially playing different games based on how well that control scheme both clicks for you and also just mechanically works for the game itself like whether or not it's working correctly or this or that's calibrated Funding. correctly or if either your room's lit correctly or whoever the f- who knows are there too many reflective services in your room like what's causing it something that uh really sort of uh, it was a letdown in, in your uh two hour first episode of of uh walking dead was the fact that the time of day was condensed like you can, you don't have infinite time and when i say infinite time i mean you have like half an hour to do the whole day run and uh, I think that for for a, a a VR game, that's not necessarily a thing that you want. Especially, well, you might be. Are you able to pause the game just to take a break if you need to? In, in I'm uh, sure you can. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. But still, yeah. it's like I, I, uh, there's so much looking around and enjoying the environment that you can do in a in a VR game that uh, it's just uh, I don't like I don't like condensed time make the challenge be something else not people be fast about doing stuff it's an interesting it's an interesting stressor of sorts in a sort of like dead rising or pathologic or like other games like that like having time and having the world itself be hostile a bit and like affect your decision making is interesting on some level uh but in this case it is like this like it it kind of encourages this like fallout 4 style very slow and in, like investigate the entire environment and look for items and scavenge everywhere while also having to like figure out what you can carry and got to re- deal with tactile stuff and you're carefully yeah. trying to stealth everywhere because every single zombie that comes after you is a problem and people can just shoot you if they see you mm-hmm. uh so like it definitely it kind of felt like the timeline was just going too fast like like the felt like it felt like it made sense that there was a day night cycle and that when the sun goes down, it it gets into that danger territory where you're just totally fucked at nighttime because of how much stuff can be coming at you at that point, and so you have to retreat. Like that's an interesting mechanic, but it felt like the days came and went so fast that you could barely get anything done while you're trying to learn the game, which might mm-hmm. be amplified by how I couldn't make any basic actions work the entire playthrough, uh, but also like. I got I quickly got into the problem that happens with a lot of uh, horror games or games that like want you to feel in danger, but 
then if you actually do start dying, you get you start to really face the consequences of death and whether or not they're interesting or whether that the game makes any sense at that point. And like for a while there, the game felt really baffling because when you would die, you would just respawn and restart the level, but your loot is now just on the floor somewhere and you can just run over and get it again. So it's almost like nothing happened. But then what happened is uh, I eventually hit a point well a few different a few different messes happened one i was sent on a quest to go do a thing by the first npc you, you meet in the first like real level but then when i came back she was gone and then i then the next day she was gone still like as if maybe that was like a only the first day quest but the first day comes and goes so fast that it's like almost uncompletable but like she's i just never saw her again even after i went to do mm -hmm. the thing and gen generally didn't even know how to proceed the story necessarily at that point but uh, what started also happening is that like you would like fail the first day because you can't fight because in my case I couldn't fight a single enemy effectively seemingly and nothing was working and then you come back the next day and instead of being the same problems it's all new problems because all of the enemies have now been replaced with an entirely new set of enemies and in this case like what it did is it a zombie infested level became a human infested level so there's just like people everywhere with guns that would just kill me like if if I if they were yeah, if they saw me at any distance and they were effective at doing that and they were filling the whole level not only the building that I needed to try to investigate but also the streets outside of it and the alleys and just every place you could go like you basically couldn't explore because everywhere you would go would lead to humans attacking you and nothing I would do would lead would effectively lead to killing a human except basically just being able to shoot them and it was also impressively hard to aim a gun in that game because the guns themselves had inertia to them so every time i would try to aim a gun my weapon would sway in ways i've never seen even in vr games or even in like games where it's supposed to be a bit of a struggle to aim like like when i aim in resident evil 4 leon's gun is going all over the place <laughs> and you have to like mm -hmm. it's a, intentionally yeah. a struggle to make the stupid little red dot land up with a head but like these these dudes like my like throughout the entire game it was fun. it was basically impossible to aim a gun like it was a, i was amazed and i'm like you guys don't need to make it this much harder like it's already hard to aim a gun in vr like i learned that from half-life alex you need to also be like and yeah. now the gun's gonna spin in your hand it's crazy but what was finally the death knell of this game was the fact that like in like the second level and like like once again i'm like i'm comedically struggling against every single zombie and it's kind of amusing in its own way and kind of entertaining how fucked everything is but i literally got into an unwinnable state where i couldn't ever proceed because all of, i died in a level where all of my supplies were out where i died and they made the mistake and i'll just i'll call this out specifically as being in like a straight up like flaw of the game uh where other stuff could be up up to my fault is the fact that like when you die, everybody stays where they were and you just respawn at the beginning, but without your stuff. So you have an empty inventory. But that means that any enemies that are near the beginning of the level are are still there. And what happens is that oh. uh, every single... The two levels that I got to play, you arrive on a little... Uh, on a boat at a dock and then there's an alley that connects to the actual level. And so that's the only way in and out of the level. They, they didn't do the Overwatch thing where there's at least two paths out of the spawn point so that you can like, oh, they're, they're, they're covering this one in traps, so I'll take the other door. Uh, so that alleyway is full of zombies that you can't fight because you don't have weapons. And as far as I can tell, you cannot do any kind of hand-to-hand -hand combat whatsoever. You need to have a melee weapon, like a knife at least. 
but your inventory is completely empty so you don't have any of you don't have a single thing and the game doesn't let you pick up improvised weapons like a brick or a rock or anything off the ground it has to be just like bespoke weapons for the most part that were placed for you to use and so like there's a zombie that you can't fight and they like fucking like practically magnetize you onto you and grab you and will just kill you relatively quickly and at the moment you take damage you're you're moving slow if you try to run for more than like three seconds you are like huh, huh, and like easy to catch because you're out of stamina and and you're moving slow like you you just straight up cannot juke these zombies like you would in a resident evil game so they just effectively fully block you from playing the game anymore and every time you respawn and try to get past them again the zombie that kills you aggro's onto you and therefore gets even deeper into the hallway and closer to the spawn point and also attracts more zombies that are further filling the only hallway and further blockading you from being able to play the game and it just becomes like oh i get it this campaign's unwinnable basically i basically have to like start over and try to play better but i didn't learn how to play better over the course of this failed run so it's just like a fool's errand to play this game anymore and that was just my like I like I reorganized my entire room just to play this game in VR and I ultimately had to give up on the entire thing and I just put all of my my hours of footage into one episode and be and turn it into a let's try because I didn't want to like imply it would be a series that would go would go on because that would imply that I was going to finish it and I just gave up. I'm like, "Sorry. <laughs> I'm my money is wasted is. on this game. I spent like it's probably like a $40 game." That is yeah, ridiculous. That I can't believe I can't believe it would be such a struggle to especially in a zombie game, like one of the mo biggest appeals to zombie uh, worlds, I guess, is the improvisation to make weapons out of anything and fighting zombies with them. Yeah. That's and the like, idea that you, yeah, like all that's one of the best games, things about that, zombie Island or whatever it's called that Island, I think, or the dead the Island, the, uh, the one with the dead like, rising the also does it too. Dead rising. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah and, both, and the, the, both dead Island and dead rising will let you just like make random shit. Um, yeah, it's just and it's like weird. even even Half Life Alex is such a good example too, where you can literally just start throwing kitchen sinks at fucking zombies. You, like if there's something around you, you can grab, just throw it at them, and they'll be stunned. They'll be like, "Whoa, okay, whoa, that's a little. I wasn't ready for that." And it it, it gives you time. It gives you time to like reload because it's a game where it's about quick decisions that keep you alive you're just sitting there and you're like i gotta put the gun in it's like oh i still gotta cock it you throw a thing at you know you grab you go on the ground you grab a cue ball and you throw it at its face and it goes like ah what the fuck and you just like reload your gun and bop up one okay let's go like that's that's natural it feels real it makes you invested into the game and you would think in a zombie game that would be like your goal is to make you feel like you're invested meanwhile keith just like straight up shoots an npc in a head and a new one comes out of the factory line like it's just a, <laughs> that a was the tutorial the... it wasn't canon yet <laughs> that's that, that doesn't make wild. it better the fact that in the tutorial you can shoot and kill an npc and a new one just takes its place is like not a <laughs> good sign I, I will not label this yeah. as a fly i thought that was fucking hysterical <laughs> That was really was funny, funny that you could, that you could shoot the NPC at the in the tutorial and then another guy just walks out and and does the tutorial for you afterwards. I was not a ready different for that. person as it well. Was really like funny. That, I I like that it was a different person. It wasn't just a, a copy. It was just somebody. Yeah, else. it wasn't even a carbon copy. It's just like some yeah. random. Yeah, like right off but the, the same that voice. Everyone shows up. Mm -hmm. no, that was incredible. <laughs> I was super on board with the game for like the first hour, but eventually I was realizing like this is not going to improve. Like I'm not going to become capable of fighting any of these enemies like it's just going to continue to be like this game's 
this is not like the game being quirky and challenging in a weird Resident Evil 1 or pathologic sort of way. It's like, oh, this game's unplayable. Like, like, like some people out there have figured out how to make the game work, but at some point the game's just kind of being a dick. And to some extent, I feel like the the, the way forward with with uh, these like subjective controls style games is to try to figure out uh, the technology to essentially like meet the player where they are. Like, I'm not saying play the game for them, but like because everyone's idea of how to swing a weapon or how to do something is so variable and it's so hard oh. to convey every that to everybody. And like, you shouldn't have to take like a martial arts class where the entire player base is in one collective class, all making all of their forms perfectly matched so they can do the, the, the gestures correctly. Like, so you think that was the, what was keeping you from is the, I can gesture? only I, I I I can only assume the game. I mean, because people just play it. You can just look at footage of people like fighting. Like, there's footage everywhere of like you you see somebody like go to open a door and then the door fucking explodes. Like, oh fuck, the zombies beat it down. Like six zombies are coming at you and you're like, oh fuck, shoot that guy, shoot that guy. Oh fuck, I'm out of ammo. Pull my knife off my belt, stab that guy in the head, and like like there's like they're having the intended experience of having a scrappy, mm -hmm. improvised, messy fight against all the things coming at them where, where it goes so bad if, if they fuck it up and that's the point of the game is to have moments like that where you're like struggling and, and improvising but that doesn't work if every single attack i do just literally doesn't work like i'm just doing it wrong somehow but i tried to do it for literally hours and it never worked like like yeah. at some point the game just needs to like meet me halfway because like at some point, it's literally easier to fight a real zombie than to play the video game of trying to pretend to play a like to fight a zombie, which is like a jokey thing people say about like it's easier to play through the fire and flames on a real guitar than in Guitar Hero or whatever with the insane button mapping and whatever the fuck. Which is but like, true. Which is and, true. I can yeah, but like it. in this case, <laughs> you're not even pressing five frets in a strum bar. You're shaking a weird wand controller in your hand in this overhead motion, and like. I tried so hard to play that game that I was in pain for the next four days. Like I had so much muscle soreness and uh, like I had like what strained things yeah. and like, cause you, you just keep trying again. You're like, do I need to swing faster, slower, like wider, like a big, stronger sweep? Like what am I doing wrong in my swing? And the game does not in any way coach you on your swings to let you know where you're going wrong. And nor does it like have any kind of like adaptive difficulty that tries to like, interpret your gestures and learn from them and then be like okay that's what he thinks an overhead swing is like whether i'm whether i'm doing it wrong or my room is doing it wrong or the technology is an doing it wrong swing. or the what software is in or the software is interacting with my version of vr wrong like you don't know what's wrong it's so frustrating to just just be stuck and the game an not even try to help you not... does what's the that? game have an overhead swing yeah you're using axes yeah, but the overhead swing is not a real move. It's not like that's not realistic. They give you a two hand. The that's the go to thing in uh, in Walking Dead is you would get a two. You'd get like a, a fireman's axe or whatever, wood cutting axe, and you're like you swing it overhead to like cleave the the zombie's head in half. Yeah, but that and works like in sticks. cinema. It doesn't work in real life. It's, it's well, this it's is like cinema. <laughs> well, this, this is cinema. Yeah, this is real life. Cinema. 
No, but boy, the video game. Because boy, did I try swinging the axe from side to side. That definitely doesn't life, work. Though. You absolutely have to hit them on the cranium in order to do anything. But that would also basically never work. But I definitely never yeah, got like a decapitation weird. or a side of the head thing. It, you think any me, solid swing decapitate. at the head would more or less work, but nothing seemed to work. Me just looked like the zombies had too much health. But I think no, because that just... was what you were mostly seeing was them was attacks not landing. Yeah, that's that's so, so bad. I wasn't, I wasn't, they, I wasn't they hurting. I just wasn't hurting any of the zombies. Landing. The the weapon was hitting the zombies. It just wasn't registering as an attack, which is yeah, it's was... just bad hit detection, which is fine. I mean, it's you know, no, it's it was hitting the zombies. Uh, yeah, it bounced off of the zombies. It's not. It just wasn't. I don't think it counts as bad hit detection. Because I, it was clearly hitting the enemies and bouncing off of them, like the, it was hitting them correctly. It's yeah. more like the like I've sent I've sent the, you guys the clip of like the moment that I, I'll probably upload this as a highlight later or something. Just my desperation of how I couldn't accomplish a single fucking thing in this game. Uh, I upload this just to show Toaster out, out of indignance during the day that I fucking was doing this game. And I was just like, I can't believe this is happening to me. At some point, I was just so I'm, like I just couldn't accept it, and I. The most, to my credit, the clip I'm talking about where I'm completely helpless against a horde of zombies in the first level happens like an hour in and I played for like two and a half hours. I gave it so much of a shot. I just kept going. Yes. Uh, but no, it's like it's it's absolutely not the, the hitboxes of the enemies. It's however they interpret the swing. That's why I call it subjective controls and stuff. It's just like you hold a weird VR object that's not real and you hold it with your two wand hand devices and two devices are shooting lasers around your room and detecting your gestures. And somewhere in this process, it's all supposed to collectively come together into like simulating an axe swing somehow, which is this axe that doesn't exist against a zombie that doesn't exist in a room that doesn't exist. And like... If it doesn't come together, you're just so fucked. <laughs> you're just so completely fucked because there's all these moments where I swing down on people and it just it doesn't like there's some kind of background like. No, that's like that like, is just bad hit detection. It's not the, registering that you're hitting them in the head. Like some, it registers some, you hit them. But well, like, I, I think it knows not, where yeah. I'm swinging it. I think it does. That's what I'm trying to say is I think there's some kind of background power meter like. Mm -hmm. it's measuring how like whether like you or not the charge it well like I, i'm trying to it's 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 the difference between moving and attacking you know like you pick up a thing yeah. and you move it around versus you swing it as an attack it's like wrecking ball wrecking ball and overwatch you can move yeah. around and then there's the fireball mode where you're it's this is an attack now like every time you move an object it has to decide whether you're just moving something or if you're doing an attack attack and so like it just Whatever I'm doing, even though I tried for hours, it just these attacks were not attacks. Like when I would swing a weapon to attack with it, it would just never register it as me being doing an attack with the weapon. And I was like hurting it myself trying like to play just, the game. Yeah, it just also seems like it's struggling to register your movements. Like your your character's constantly unable to just hold on to its weapon. Like what? Why is this happening? Why? It's yeah, the like what is this? I, like as I'm watching about. this, you're yeah, but like you're you're swinging, you're like literally swinging at them. You're like swinging at them, and the game just like moves them to the side as if they're like, oh no no get so, just yeah. like 
no, no, you you push them, right? And it's like, that's no, what, I was saying, what do you mean you like push them? Even health. if you, but that's the thing is like, even if they had health, they should still be like staggered or hurt in any way. Like, I don't know. Okay, so say you didn't hit him in the head. It doesn't kill him instantly, but you swung a fucking accident. Like, can you show damage? Can you like maybe make their arm not like fall off or something? It's just like, it, the fact that there's no visual except for like you somehow push them like you hit them with an inflatable hammer like you're just like boop out of the way boop out of the way and it, mm-hmm. they just like like literally just straight up slide as if their feet are on butter just like to the left do, like, what, the weird. F- what is this like how how do you how would that be rewarding for a player at all even if you were like pushing them out of the way in theory it still like looks so dumb no i I think i'm i think i'm right that it's just straight up not correctly diagnosing my gestures as attacks yeah and so like that's that's what's going wrong how does any movement not count as attack that's so weird though (laughs) this is why would you do that this is the problem we've been facing since like when i played metroid prime or on wii or any other like game with motion controls it's like you in the game can just disagree on what you're doing and not know how to resolve that problem <laughs> because it's not a person and I, you can't talk to it. But like Half-Life Alex doesn't have this issue. Exactly. Like just, that was my example. It's like that's But I'm saying like how, game how does it not so... have this issue? Just <laughs> It's not revolutionary. It's not doing anything unique. It just assumes that every action you're doing is an attack action, which just, is a good I option think, because I think it by definition is relatively revolutionary because it is figuring out how to make an entire platform work that has almost no content and of the content that does exist a lot of it doesn't work really the Mm -hmm. only time that I'm doing stuff in a VR game is either to interact with an object that you want me to or trying to kill something there's not any in between I'm not trying to like grasp a zombie to shake it back to life I'm not going to like tickle it I'm not going to maybe like push it out of the way gently and be like, no, 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 I don't want to hurt you. Like, I'm not going to do literally anything else with a zombie, but kill it. That's the only thing you would do. It doesn't matter if it's a stick, an axe, a gun, a car, a child I found on the street. I'm going to use it as a weapon to harm the zombie. Like, there's no, there would be no interaction in which you would be dealing with a zombie where you would want it to just move out of the way gently, but not hurt it. Like, why would you do that? Why would you ever do that? What what would compel someone to say like, yeah, I, it makes sense. You would want to take an axe and just kind of gently move them, right? Like kind of just bat them out of the way. Bat them out no, of the way, yeah. <laughs> no, I want to kill a zombie every time. Hit from the top, the left, the, the right, is- the bottom, up, down. Like it doesn't matter. I'm attacking a zombie. Like I don't, how, in real life, I, I don't know. Again, I'm, like, in, yeah. In real life, an axe is actually a really complicated weapon to use because edge alignment is a problem. Uh, due to how heavy the head of the axe is. I think is. you could kill so somebody like, with just hitting them sideways. Like, if you just smacked someone oh, from the yeah, side with an axe, people. you could probably kill them. <laughs> so, but the thing is, like, the, that's just one of the problems of using an axe for, for combat. Uh, but if they, they are trying somehow to simulate that in the game and, and punish you for not doing it right, they should, like, give you an option to disable that simulation. <laughs> if they, For example, they should just have an option be like, weapons are lightsabers, so as soon as you touch a zombie with a weapon, you should kill it. Yes. So I, think that's how, every... I think that's essentially how super hot works, is that you just magically kill everything with like the yes. tiniest gestures, and it's really funny. Yeah. And, yeah. and super hot is a lot of fun to play, and anytime you die, it feels like it's your fault. Like, it doesn't feel unfair. You go like, oh shit, that was my bad. 
But like everything's a weapon. You can just throw a gun, a cue ball, a, a literally a bullet, probably if you could catch it. Like you could do any any object can just kill another person. And that makes sense. That's the point. That's what I'm doing here. Like it just I don't know. Like in an I can understand having these kind of issues in a game where that's not the goal. The goal is to not be aggressive or active. Or there's other a lot of elements in play, right? There's social aspects, there's zombie, there's combat aspects, there's puzzles aspects. Like if you have too many things, I can understand how you'd be like, oh, whoops, like you sometimes you can use an axe to open a door, and we thought that the zombie was a door. But <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it still like, like it I still don't understand how yeah, I still don't understand how in a game that's going to be primarily combat oriented, you would not have every weapon do damage regardless of the way you use it. Like, it doesn't matter if you shoot a zombie in the chest. It should still, like, stagger them, send them backwards a bit, maybe make them go like, uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you shot a zombie and it just kept walking at you as if, like, nothing had happened. And it's like, I don't. I don't really think that no, that like I think there I would think the still first, be the, momentum in, video, in a zombie. Like a zombie would you, feel the momentum of a bullet hitting them. Like it, they're not just going to keep walking at you. I don't know. It's just in the video I, that again, Keith, I just I, uh, showed now showed here. Uh, uh, it seems like he missed, and that's the other thing. That's another thing with pistols and firearms. I couldn't. In general. I couldn't tell because he just like the gun wasn't in his it hand. Was it was like floating yeah. around. Yeah. And he's just like, I guess this is aiming, but like, it's a, I, know, I, I, I will say that Half-Life Alex definitely had a really revolutionary aiming system that like that shotgun aiming system is beyond top tier. I've never seen a better way to aim a shotgun with like a laser sight than Half-Life Alex, like the little circle it gives you to say like, yeah, this is the radius of your spread. Oh, fuck. Wow. I just can't. I can't believe no one thought of this for like 100 years. How did you? This is amazing. I love this. I can I, I can just hold this in a hand and go like, uh, that looks good and shoot it. I don't need to do weird shit where I'm like crouched, holding it up to my shoulder, aiming tightly and then shooting once. I don't need to do that. I could just aim and in the circle and then shoot them. That's fine. It doesn't break up the flow of the combat. It makes you can still be interactive. You can still be overrun. It's not overpowering. It's just, it's a good system, but I don't expect every game to do that. That's like, that is, that's the valve touch, but I am shocked to hear that a simple zombie game can't register what a weapon is. Uh, and that a weapon does only damage from a specific way. Like the, <laughs> I don't know. It's like that Kung yeah. Fu game on the, on the, the connect that we played where like you have to, move in this particular action <laughs> to do a chop like that game was awful that was literally like i would that if that was that you if hurt you yourself made, playing yeah if i if that game was on the on this on like on the vr i would never play i would literally like make a campaign to actively get that game banned like that was so much effort to just do like to, to like to fight someone on the connect you had to like stand at a certain way sideways and then like punch furiously in the air for like minutes at a time <laughs> just to like do damage to something and then there would be like boss fights where you're like holy fuck you're like halfway you had to like fight. raise like, both okay, I gotta... arms and a leg to do like a backflip in yeah. order to do all of the platforming because it's a connect you're just standing in the middle of nowhere and it has the most awkward out yeah. setup where you have to face to the side because it's a side scroller yeah so you're controlling your side scroller character by punching around but also but you have to look at the screen the because that's how the connect works 
because they, they can't yeah it's yeah but like you're facing to the side to just well you can punch towards the connect just fine it's 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 uh yeah the connect new depth it was fine it was oh, the fact that you were playing oh. it's the fact that you're playing a side yeah. scroller so you had to awkwardly face to the side you wanted to punch and kick in but you still had to turn your neck towards the TV, so you were always looking perpendicular to the <laughs> yeah. direction you were doing all these things in. It was like it was like just daring thing. you to pull muscles and fuck yourself up. Yeah, Kung yeah. Fu High Impact. That's the name of the game. That is an Kung ancient Fu video. High Holy Impact. fuck! Is it? That's, that that's isn't. Like, that is was that, from 2011. Like 2011. <laughs> yeah. It's high impact on your. Uh, wait, the games from? the games from 2011 or our video? Our video, our video is from 2011. Whoa. I don't know where the game came out. Kung Fu. That's like one of the first. Ago. That's one of the first ones. That's the year we started, and we oh. started. We started when like Skyrim and Dark Souls came out. Honestly, we were pretty on top of this. We made the videos in December. It came out in November of 2011. So we pretty much were on the cutting edge wow. of this. Uh, this video. I forgot Kung Fu I... High Impact was the first months of us doing this. It's fucking insane and uh, like, what a what a game to I will, choose i, I was i literally this. was like crippled by this game it was so painful i bet it is like all nice it a lot of... it's got a little baby andrew oh, in it and we're probably really annoying and everything we say is dumb oh yeah and probably the problematic. audio's awful i bet <laughs> nah, oh I don't yeah think no, we well, were not maybe. equipped to record anything let alone a connect game where you stand up in the middle of a room away from the audio things uh, but you see people you, you named your uh, you it. named your character butt sex rules <laughs> so, so that was that was 22 year old andrew's sense of humor <laughs> it's still pretty good though it made me laugh now as a 32 year old <laughs> good job <laughs> oh god the audio is so awful oh no of why are you so is. far away you sound like you're fucking talking in a can what happened of course you do that's the room reverb yeah, we probably had like one microphone oh, wow. total and no idea what it was going to sound like or how it would work. Remember when we played Xbox Live Indie Games and it was like you, me, Kel, and Joe all sitting on the floor of your garage around one microphone? Yeah, I've seen some of those we videos. played yeah. like the elemental combining game or whatever that had shitty Microsoft Paint art and like fucking Joe was like, I hope this developer didn't make rent or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, those indie games were like they were wild. We I, that was a little bit better though. We did have we did have I think like a mic stand for that, so we did have a way to wow. to properly hold up the microphone. The second worst we, way of holding up a mic, a mic stand. Well, it's like trust me, it was better than the alternative, which was we were using. Uh, and when we first started this, I had got a mixer from Radio Shack and then used the the left and right inputs into a three point five millimeter into my. Uh, mic input and then i mm. had a dynamic mic plugged into that and that was just like what me and keith both used and then we put that in front of each other and then talked into that and like it was i think it was like i think it was mono so uh, some of our old videos were just only come out of one headphone and it was just which is not a recording awful. problem like, that's a that's an editing problem <laughs> Well, yeah, but it was just like this is it was, but it still was like it was a really janky setup. There was a lot of like you could t the noise on that microphone was awful. It was like it was, you could it just picked up literally every single yeah because it's a three point five um, unbalanced connection. Yeah, it's just we had it a lot of old videos where our left and right ears were the two of us individually. Oof. Yeah, and there's <laughs> it, it was hell. just a 
It was a fun time. A there slight, was a lot of even a slight pan is is annoying to me a little. Let alone it's impressive to think about the uh, like start if you start out now, you probably have a lot better chance of making moderately okay quality videos compared to the shit that we made. Like mm -hmm. our videos oh, yeah. were were at like absolute quality dog shit because there just wasn't really anything around for that. So there wasn't like any kind of good guides or tutorials or even software to make this easy. Like OBS didn't exist yet. We just had to record this. Use Bandicamp like, or, or something. Yeah, we, well, yeah, I think we had like some kind of uh, capture card. And then we just captured the audio through Audacity and then the, the video through a capture card software and then just synced it up later by like up, up, down, down on the menu or whatever. It was like the yeah. worst. It's, I don't know. It, anyways, this audio sounds like shit. 9,000 people have watched these videos. I'm fucking so sorry. <laughs> Please don't stop doing that. And it might have not looks watched it. Like, they might have opened it and then closed it. I hope so. And they like, th this is awful. Like, looking at these pictures of myself, what, what was I thinking? Like, why did I look like this? I should have. <laughs> I went outside like how this. Come no one, people saw me. How come no one, yeah, like, how come no one told me I looked awful? And I, know it's just, I looked even worse th th than I do now, so it's, I, I understand the, the feeling. <laughs> what do you like to when you're 23? It's just such a, a weird... Uh, what a I weird had like a, a homemade mullet. It wasn't really what? a mullet. How, what, wait, aren't all mullets homemade? How do oh, you, is that how, do you is that how mullets a... are? Oh, I didn't know. I thought it was like you went to the barber to get a mullet. No, no, you just don't go to the barber and cut your hair oh, like, and, there it like is. normal. Okay, I well, I guess, so it depends. There's a southern mullet, which is you have to go to the barber, have the top of your hair cut short, and then leave it long in the back. And then you could have, oh like, <laughs> I guess you could call it a, a natural mullet, which is just you let your hair grow really long, and it can mm. be long on the top if you want it to be, but it doesn't really matter. No one's going to police you about it. Um, oh, most that's people not have, a mullet, sir. That is a trilby. It, it is, it's. I don't know. It's it, it men with long hair technically have mullets unless like I don't think long hair is, is automatically a mullet. For men it is. If, I if think a man has a cut it short on top in order to win the mullet surprise. No, it's a different type of mullet. It's a specific mullet. A mullet uh, that's a uh, Sound off in the comments with your hair opinions. And I'm sorry you if you have a mullet. I don't like your hairstyle. Well, that's, I, had, I hate that's you not like specifically, a, says the Whisper Man. <laughs> no, it's not a, it's not a hot take. Mullets are it, mullets never have not. been and never will be in style. Um, they're always awful looking. Yeah, no, there's long hair mullet. Or no, sorry, there's <laughs> mullets are long hair. There's 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 a long top hair and long back hair mullets. That's possible. So it's. Um, it's the uh, it's not like, it's not equal though. It's always way longer in the back than it is up top. I'm looking at like a whole image oh, gallery yeah, of mullets, and it's like it's always it's... way longer in the back. Yeah, yeah. It's the difference between it's the MacGyver a... mullet and the uh, that guy from Porky's, I think. Yeah, mullet uh, is like I, the Tiger I would King say... guy. I would say yeah. So there's different. So the Tiger King guy's mullet is more of like a Southern mullet, and then you have like that guy from stranger things i don't know the one that people like a lot that guy had a mullet too uh MacGyver has a that's mullet a more, right? or am i wrong i probably it that was the 80s everyone had a mullet in the 80s oh, that's um fair. 
but the uh but yeah the the the, the older guy in I, I don't know the teenage kid in stranger things he had a mullet and that's a but he has like longer on the top and it's like longer in the back the guy that's in and so it's uh, not like dead by daylight steve yeah 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 steve steve guy yeah yeah he has a mullet um that's also that also counts it's just like there's just two different yeah there's the two different types that i know of it's, it's like either the flat top base like short hair short on Googling top long stranger on back things or... mullet <laughs> stranger things mullet yeah that's, that's like an episode where everybody turns into a mullet you know generally the results aren't steve they're the they're the they're the lifeguard villain stranger things mullet guy is a, all the, is a, all the image oh. results are of the lifeguard villain saying he has a mullet Oh, I I think here. Let me. I can send it in Discord. This this guy. Oh my God! Why did you post that picture? This uh, <laughs> this guy is uh, that guy. Is that the lifeguard guy? I thought that was Steve. no. That that was the. Who's that? He does not seem that's very Steve. pleased. You you posted Steve. Yeah, that guy has a mullet. So that's a mullet. Mullet he's, wars. Uh, he he's got a mullet. Anyway, the point being, in their server who the that, hell is that, that guy? Look at this chat, don't know. That's the lifeguard villain. It's not a mullet. That's not a mullet. I don't though. remember. That's just long hair. That's uh, the brother of what's her name, the redheaded girl. Uh, that's the main cast. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Her older brother was that piece him. of that's shit, fine. and then it's like the season uh, three villain, kind of. You know, as much as anyway, the humans he does can be have a villain a when it's at, when it's of course the nightmare monsters. Well, as long as they can grow a mustache, they can be a villain. If they can't grow a mustache, they can't be a villain. Well, he was like That's an avatar of the bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they're, the humans oh, are always like a proxy for the bad thing, for the upside down world villain. Or they made they're it happen. like, I'm the bad guy in the real world. And then there's a bad guy in the bad world. And you're like, oh, no, we got to fight a fight on two fronts. And then okay, it's like, I found the of... ultimate. I found the ultimate mullet, though. The it's ultimate the... mullet? Yeah, it's the guy with the teeth, the teeth implants. Uh, that it's that kid during prom or whatever the fuck party, like school That's celebration. Not a it's like it's an extreme. It's extr It's a, a, no, he he has it's a, it's he a has pompadour a pompadour and, and a mullet. mullet. <laughs> I don't know though. I think moles are supposed to. I think moles are supposed to touch your shoulder. I don't know. I think that's technically send the your rule. hair opinion. I meant he, to have this off by saying that, and then I kept talking about it. Send your hair opinions in the fine. comments. Moving on from thing where we're image searching <laughs> stuff you can't see. In a podcast, we're very good. I'm not gonna try to fix this later. <laughs> Imagine yourself to be wearing all these hairstyles and then look yourself in a mirror. You're not gonna <laughs> see the hairstyles, but you can imagine. That, I don't know why I said it like this. <laughs> just look it up online it's probably it's probably the best way to do it do the, the image search what the fuck am i doing <laughs> what am i saying what i didn't drink what have much. i done <laughs> that's not a question i ask <laughs> i know i know exactly what i've done <laughs> i'll never apologize i never yeah oh no <laughs> i mean that is the that is the correct option always Make make mistakes, never apologize. You'll always you'll always come out on top from that. There is a what? It, what was it? Now I just forgot because my my mind is like consumed by mullets now. Uh, you. The last thing we were talking about was the zombies and and uh, survival and VR. 
So challenge for the YouTube automated uh, chapter finding. That was, the, that was the <laughs> beginning of the entire podcast. This is a good example of what I talked about before the podcast, just mentioning like, why even have a plan? The moment we start, it just goes. Like I half, I offhandedly introduced Resident Evil Outbreak and then just the, a series of discussions about survival horror got us through a fucking hour and 40 minutes. Until we mm -hmm. dead-ended on mullet somehow. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about the thing that I saw when I looked it up. When I looked up what has happened in the last Yeah, you, you wanted to bring up Elon Musk's Twitter. Oh, uh, no, you brought it up. I oh, yeah, I congratulations. Now the words are out there. I said them. He's, uh, he's going to come out of the mirror now. Oh, no. I've summoned him. I can't him. bring it up, though, because I, I famously don't use Twitter. Famously. Like, I, I think well technically... <laughs> I've made not using yeah, Twitter my whole personality. Yeah. Not me. I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope you I'm can. Actually, I'm really sad about it because everyone's talking about a mass yeah. exodus and like the platform's going to be dead or something. And I'm like, uh, there's it's a lot bad of times. There's a lot of furry artists and community members that are just really stressed out right now. That course, not only yeah. not only do there just like a lot of people who make a living off of Twitter, like that's just where they have their algorithmic reach to get to anybody. Like in the way in the way that like. YouTube serves your YouTube content to people like Twitter serves art to people. And in many cases, it's the only place that you can have this kind of reach where they can consistently fill up commission slots or recruit for their Patreon and so on. And if they go to like back to like Fur Affinity or other like image board based websites, like there's no more of that reach. You just have to hope people find you organically somehow from word of mouth, essentially. Like people sharing your art on Discord, I guess, if Twitter's gone, uh, in order to be able to grow. Because if you have a Patreon or whatever, or any kind of following, you have to constantly be growing and gaining new people forever because you are also always losing people. Like that's how YouTube works. That's how Patreon works. That's just how yeah. it is to have a platform. You always have to be finding new people somehow, or you're always, or you're just going to gradually lose people until it's not sustainable anymore. That's just the scary, mm -hmm. stressful background detail. And it's like, there's a bunch of artists that are now like, will I, do I have to change careers next year? Because Elon Musk just made a stupid joke and then made a, just a series of stupid decisions recklessly because he doesn't care about consequences and none of this will actually affect him in the long run, but it can like ruin thousands of people's lives on a whim. Uh, so that's the fun thing. And then there's also just like this background stress. Like I've had people DMing me, asking me about, the furry community before Twitter because I was from the, I was in like the internet 1.0 version or 2.0 or yeah, I guess we're in 2.0 now. Right. <laughs> so I was in the, I was in the 1.0 uh, well, fucking still, yeah. BBS bullshit version of old internet. Uh, yeah. Back yeah. when fur affinity was the best you had and people uh, like you had just image boards and things and forums. Remember forums. Mm -hmm. uh, so, <laughs> so like people have asked about, what it was like before Twitter because so many of the people that I know now essentially discovered furries through Twitter and all of their friends are on Twitter and like that version of the community exists entirely on that site in that specific form of interaction and mm -hmm. responses and circles and so on and lists and, and like they're like trying to even conceptualize what this thing that's important to them looks like after Elon potentially burns it all down it's like cool well, the problem is great buddy thanks for this fucking problem for no reason because it's a, in a t an attack on two fronts it's the the change of the platform that so far as i mean not really materialized the change to the platform but 
you know, with things like changes to moderation and algorithmic uh, drive and the whole mess with the Twitter blue and all that. Um, but those are minor changes, all things considered. It, uh, people can still use Twitter as they did for the most part, unless you're like a big, big uh, name or maybe it definitely can create problems if he was going towards the, what he was suggesting, which was that people that yeah. buy Twitter blue would specifically be given like massive algorithmic uh, yes. uh, uh, advantage to the point where he was basically talking mm -hmm. about the website in terms where Twitter blue would practically would be like mandatory in order to use it really. Otherwise you're basically silenced. Like yeah. that's very bad if you're trying to maintain margins and actually make a profit. It's, and also really stupid because <laughs> it's nickel and diming the users. Like people use Twitter to shit on big people like in, in politicians and football players and yeah, the whole and power whatnot. of Twitter was the fact that some random person could just cover like the protests in Egypt and so on. And like it would just be out there and could have this reach because it was important to people and not because they were mm -hmm. Donald Trump and owned yeah. the right to getting be heard. Eight, getting he, eight dollars a month from Donald Trump is the new business yeah. model. And that's and just stupid. Elon Musk's either an idiot or a liar or a hypocrite or all of the above at once and so on. Because like yes. everything he says makes zero sense. And he talked about like this idea that it was like uh, he, he talked about this absurd idea that it's the that it's the tax on the elites and it was going to like create better free speech eight, for everyone or something. And I'm like, one yeah like two things are happening here one uh you, you they kept regular verification anyway in addition to twitter blue so the those people weren't even losing their check marks so far but also the rich people don't like eight dollars is nothing to them it doesn't mean anything yes. so that's on the poor yeah it, <laughs> it, every, the at any any amount of any any price that is a fixed value is disproportionately a larger price for poor people than it is for rich people that's always been true mm -hmm. and like it's it's so blatantly true that anybody who denies it is just like really shamelessly just like gargling his nuts like they're just are just the mm -hmm. most cringiest fanboy of a man who doesn't know they exist and would walk over them if he if he needed to. Like he doesn't give a single fuck about you, and it's really embarrassing how fucking cringe you are. Uh, it is, yeah. This is yeah. that's the situation. But the fucking the, fanboys that this, swarm people that question the most obvious of elements the changes, of this. On top of the systemic changes to Twitter that he's promising and that have already been made, there's the bankruptcy. <laughs> There's bankruptcy because Twitter incurred $12.7 billion uh, of debt when he purchased the company. So, and, the, and that debt is now at high uh, tax, uh, what's the word? Like, basically the banks are charging interest on that. And the interests are not very good because of everything. Uh, inflations and measures to inflation. So he's he has to pay like a billion dollars a year on uh, interest alone. So not only does he have to recoup that 12.7 billion uh, debt to get rid of that 1 billion a year that he's losing, Twitter's net, uh, on his best year, uh, on his best year has made a billion dollars in revenue. Uh, but generally it's like 200, 300 million. So you can see how just everything is wrong with the deal. So it is possible. And it, like when w there's news about him just telling his employees that it's like yeah bankruptcy is not out of the cards but the problem is if that does happen what kind of what's going to happen to the platform you know I, what I mean it 
it it doesn't seem like there's really any positive outcome here. I I think once the deal went through, you were kind of already in a bad situation. Either it either the platform gets run basically into the ground. Like the platform's never going to be run the way it's been run the entire time. Um like it's it like he obviously he's not going to keep it. He's not going to keep Twitter running how it has always been running. He's going to have to change it in some way because that's just the nightmare human he is. And so no matter what change you make to Twitter, it's going to be a cataclysmic one because it is often a site that run that kind of just like keeps itself running with very minimal changes to it. You mm -hmm. all the changes you usually see are stuff like now pictures are bigger or like you know, you can uh you can like alter your timeline to view it by most recent or by newest like things are very like most of the changes in twitter are like mundane small microscopic changes where stuff like twitter blue is a huge change to make to a site that doesn't necessarily adapt well to huge changes and i think we should do like I, yeah Sorry, I don't know. he just it it's just i i just don't i don't think there's ever like I don't think there's going to be a world where Twitter works the way it people have always wanted it to work anymore now that you have Musk running it. And even if it goes bankrupt, Twitter doesn't die. It just means he can get a lot of like financial uh leeway from it. It's like that's the thing though, is like even I don't know, it Twitter Twitter's one of those things of like if it if it shuts down, it is terrible for everyone except for the person who bought it. Like he's not gonna get in trouble for it. He's not going to suffer for this. And so it is just like the moment that the moment the sale went through, it was already over, right? There was no, there was no turning back. And the outcome was always going to be clear, which is Twitter's not going to be a good place anymore. And whether or not that's clear though, is it like, it, he's not going to sell it to anybody else. I, I would imagine the man would if probably it goes in, it into bankruptcy. Why, why wouldn't he? Somebody comes why in would, and says, why, okay, I'll give you a, a, a million dollars. Would like you buy Twitter for a million dollars? Would you legitimately buy so much debt? Would in, who the <laughs> no, fuck would buy Twitter? That's what I'm saying. It's like who would want to buy this? This platform, this platform but is I literally think, toxic radiation. Like you're not going to show up and like buy toxic waste. A company like Facebook or whatever they're called this week, or uh, Google might or Amazon might might be interested in in buying Twitter for zero. Would they? I don't think like Google wants anything to do with social media. They 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 have YouTube and they're pretty fine with that that's good enough for them they've already they already incur enough debt as it is from their shit that they bought and facebook i don't know facebook will even be i think facebook might die before twitter dies <laughs> the they've been going so like it's facebook, it literally facebook is like another nightmare as well not that i use yeah facebook, but, and so but it's the same issue it's the same issue as, but that, as twitter yeah and that's the thing is like so you just have the like social media at, at its core is kind of i don't know it it's it, it's kind of where it's as far as it can go, really. Uh, if you want Twitter, if you want social media to do more than it already does now, it's probably going to be a not great time. It it I don't know. It just all these sites rely so heavily on advertisements, and they rely so heavily on taking user data in some way. And mm -hmm. as time goes by, people are becoming far less apted to letting that happen, and more importantly just kind of in general not being on that kind of platform a lot like tiktok has its huge fame or huge rise in viewer base because it's just more interactive and interesting to to deal with media that way it's like 
I want to learn. I want to so? like see art. I I think for I, like someone younger, yeah, I I could see how it's appealing. I I found myself. I I've definitely found myself at uh at once just like kind of scrolling through, and you're like, I don't care, I don't care. Oh, that's interesting. And you just sit there and you watch it, and you're like, okay, I'm done. And you just go to the next one. And it's a lot easier than a tweet can be sometimes because a tweet is like, so take a tweet, for example. Here's a picture. I, I'm looking at a picture I really like. That's great. I'm going to click and see what people are saying about it. Okay, so people are posting pictures, replying with other pictures. They're talking in these threads. Sometimes the, art, the author's replying to them, sometimes not. There's not really a way to organize by who's replying or whatever. Um, and it's kind of just in general, like, okay, sometimes I could see That's other so media much better here. Than TikTok on all it's, fronts. <laughs> but TikTok's nice because I don't have to look at comments. I can just Doesn't go to the TikTok, next thing. TikTok like refuse I just, like, to let you even choose what you're shown or who you're following. It's just like yeah, eh, yeah. no algorithms yeah. decided you're watching. Yeah, this. it's just it's algorithm everything. Yeah, it yeah, just figures worst, it out for you. No, it doesn't. You would it's think, terrible. but uh, it, it pushes you would what think it it's... wants. It doesn't figure it out. It pushes what it knows it's or it thinks anyway uh, is going to be more profitable for them. Not what you're going to want to watch the most. Not what you're going to be most happy with. It's what is going to be more profitable for them. That's the thing you keep watching. So obviously, it's what you want. I mean, yeah, but that's. At the end of the I day. think that's more out of the, the sort of. I mean, the whole thing. Like people have been saying, talking about Twitter and the pull down thing, and 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 uh, sort of, um, putting it on the same terms as, for example, the pulling the lever in a slot machine, and and the, the sort of the fact that you're being rewarded for an action is is a better uh, thing for the skinner box than being rewarded for anything or i don't i don't i i'm not actually sure the, the terms that people put these in but twitter is designed at least on a surface level to be addictive to to navigate uh, which is the only i mean it makes sense that it would be like that uh, because you know it's it's made to as as with any profit driven platform it's made to keep people on the platform so that's the incentive behind it and uh tiktok is the same thing but tiktok is uh the, the, like it's flashy it's meant to be flashy all the time 100% of the time and it's short on purpose it's not meant for you to okay let's simmer down and just watch a tiktok video for for an hour it's, it's so it's like it's i don't know i don't know if i'm making sense here what I'm saying is, I, I hate the idea of TikTok. Not tic I have never used TikTok for more than half, a, uh, half, an, half an hour, <laughs> for more than five minutes. I don't. Uh, I, I, don't so I don't find TikTok, TikTok to be good either. Mm. I, I don't. It's not. I don't think it's a very good system. I don't find much enjoyment. I think there's a lot of problems with gaining, gaining, especially when it's uh, informational. Having mm -hmm. informational stuff be presented to you in small bite-sized segments, less than like yeah, five minutes, and uh, not really having any kind of system in place to verify this information, like you do really just have to go like, okay, this guy just showed me he can hammer a nail into a light socket and it makes his house turn LEDs. Like, okay, well, I probably think that that's not real, but there's not like any system in place to to kind of signify, hey. Just a heads up. This isn't real. This is fake. This is dumb. Don't mm -hmm. believe this. And a lot of obviously, like you know, no social media is stuck uh, with like that. I don't think they have to by law show like a, a disclaimer or stuff. But I think the more that you create this, the more that like TikTok has millions and millions of these like really dumb 
probably, I guess, borderline dangerous uh, informational video stuff. And there is no incentive to to make it not exist, but it's also no incentive to um, to clarify or, or like put a label like Twitter does. Twitter now has like you know if you lie or something, you say it like, oh yeah, to. I think uh, I think that all no, cows are got all yellow, fired. and it like well it used to they did that, get all fired, got all, but yeah. uh, it well it still does that. It is an automatic system uh, oh, really? that does it. Uh, yeah, oh. it's an automated system, but the problem is that obviously you have to people have to maintain that system. Uh, mm-hmm. And so like, not, you know, it doesn't matter. The point being is that Twitter has a system in place for this, but it's not perfect either. People can still lie. You can still be deceptive. Uh, and I think that's like, that's kind of the more, that's like the next thing that needs to be important about social media. It's not about features or functions or uh, the way the content's delivered. It's about like real content. It's like accurate content being delivered. That's like, that is the next level to me that i think needs to happen for social media is that i don't i don't really care if it's videos or uh long form tweets or you know whatever i don't care if it's just giant pictures of cool guides i think like the important thing to me is factual information being shared because i think that's a huge that's like the number one thing i hate about social media is that it is just a giant cesspool riddled with either really good art that is worth enjoying and, 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 and looking at or a bunch of fucking lies and like, okay, well, that's great. I, I, nothing I love more than looking at a nice, pristine, well-drawn picture and then turning to the left and someone telling me that there's like a second coming of a nightmare meteorite or something. I'm like, I, why, why, <laughs> any, what I think any why, why are you here? I think any platform, and this is like, this touches on uh, a lot of the narrative around the purchase of Twitter by Elon Musk, uh, any platform needs to be heavily, mm, it's not moderated, not, it's not necessarily the word, but moderated. Yeah, if it is moderated, it is that. It's like editorialized. Uh, though, uh, like even Twitter in its own way, it's heavily editorialized in the sense that you can't have Twitter tweets more uh, longer than uh, 200 and something characters now, but it used to be less. Um, so like th- that, that shaping of the platform uh, is required for it to work on it, at least some regard. Uh, things like MySpace and and uh, yeah, MySpace I think is a good example of an un or a not editorialized uh, social media that doesn't work. It 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 worked in the sense that it opened the world or the internet, I suppose, to a lot of people, a lot of young people back in the day. MySpace did and allowed them to have an easy thing or an easy web page basically for, for them to have stuff in. Uh, but really the technology was already there for them to do that. There were already bloggers and, and WordPress and whatever. It's just that MySpace was popular, which is totally fair. But Twitter is, uh, Twitter creates a, a, an environment around the constraint of uh, people not being able to say a lot of things in a, in a, in a single tweet. Uh, and if they decided that it, the constraint is that they can't insult people, for example, that would create a different sort of environment. If the constraint were that they couldn't lie, that would create another different sort of environment. And I think there's no shame in making a social a, a social network where people just can't lie. Don't don't lie. That's the rule. That's it. <laughs> um, and I'm not I, talking it, about. I, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. But uh, I, I I think yeah. I think it's like it's completely misguided and. Uh, I, do, I don't know that Elon Musk believes it in his heart of hearts, but I know that some people believe them believe this or believe him 
in uh, their heart of hearts when he says that, you know, it's compl if it's not a crime, as long as it's not a crime, it's good to go. Um, which in itself is a problem because, like, there's stuff that is a crime to say and you should say it. Like, because I... crime is different in different countries and even in, country, in the yeah. country that we are both, well, I mean, I'm not in the same country as you guys, but there's stuff here in Portugal that is a crime. I mean, not to say. Actually, there's, Portugal doesn't have a whole I, lot of things to say that is a crime, but like Assange is, is being prosecuted. Is it Assange? I think it is. Yeah. It's still being it's prosecuted for, on es for espionage charges based on things that he basically helped that millions of people and shaped the 21st century with his um, uh, whistleblowing, basically, of accusing or showing yeah. that the United States was is doing, or was at least, uh, doing large large scale espionage on their own citizens and other and citizens of other countries, and like that, like the United States accepts this and and they'll think yes, that is what happens, and they're still prosecuting him. So effectively, doing well, what he did, he did is commit a crime. a crime. Still, like he still yeah, did but like, commit a crime. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's a crime, but it's not wrong. So if you if you make... no, yeah, and I, I I think that's the thing is like it and. There, you can be like I think it, I don't. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a place for people to be like jokes or silly, right? Someone can say, "Hey, I think I think 30 monkeys can probably fit 20 golf balls in their butt." Like you can say that. And I don't need some kind of like weird social media please to show up and be like, "Actually, sir, monkeys can only fit 15 balls in their in their buttholes." All right, do not lie to these people. I I don't I don't need that kind of stuff. I just need. I think I think there just becomes this like because Twitter is being used for so many different things, right? It's used mm -hmm. for yeah. art, for uh, for like uh, self publicity, like self uh, promotion. It's a place for people to just share their most in incredibly boring thoughts. Like I ate pizza today, and it's also Nobody the place for that. like breaking, and also that's a place for like breaking Nobody news. Does, says that no, but that's, that's the thing is like I'm sure there are old people who do that. I bet you there are old people yeah. who go on Twitter. And they type like, I just pooped out a big log. And then they go and read a tweet from their favorite politician and go like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. I hate you. And then reply to that. And that's like their entire interaction with Twitter. They don't like go around. They don't know, like follow any artists. They don't like, you know, subscribe to any Patreons. They don't uh, they don't post any of their own original content that is like, you know, creative in any way or like even like trying to be creative in their tweets or anything. They're just like using it as just a weird way to update your life and then reply to people mm -hmm. rudely on the internet and like okay that's fine you can do that but i don't know it just to me i i, I think social media is just it's one of those things that there's not there is i don't think there's any kind of like way you can make social media a positive influence on society i don't think there's a way you can curtail twitter tiktok instagram facebook whatever to be uh, a positive influence on the world you're not gonna be able to curtail it in any kind of way to keep misinformation from spreading uh, insanely through it and I, and it's not to say that you just give up and let it happen it's just you need to acknowledge that this is like a really difficult and almost impossible feat to achieve and like so then what is the step well maybe not use these platforms for what people use them for like i maybe maybe not have politicians and stuff on a social media website that has no system for like fact verification so like I, people can, like i don't yeah. know just it it i think it becomes it it becomes less about 
uh, it becomes less about trying to con- like trying to make a website do what you want it to do and more just acknowledging this website isn't built to do what you want it to be. But and like, I think that it sucks. And there's a lot of people here. It, sure, it could be, but it has no obli- Twitter has no obligation to be it anything doesn't. for yeah. you. It has exactly. no reason to like facilitate artists. It has no reason to make politicians mm-hmm. feel safe on the platform. It doesn't have any obligation to do anything, but basically not be a hotbed for terrorism and like uh, uh, illegal activity, more or less. Like it just has to follow the law or whatever. But there's not like you know there's no moral obligation for Twitter to do anything yeah. or, or any or social legal media obligation. Site. The and, struggle is that there often yeah. isn't a single better option, and so if it goes down yeah. well, for those, op- those purposes, and, you're like, well, fuck us, I guess. And and yeah, yeah, and you do just have to acknowledge that at some level, just like anything, at some level, if it sucks enough, maybe you just have to make something better, and that that sucks and no one wants to do that but like i don't know you, deviantart exists and it's not good no it's but worth, and like i think for affinity probably also has a lot of things that it could do better i don't know i've never used the site but i'm saying that there's for affinity there are ways famously that hasn't can... done anything for like a decade which at this point yeah. is its best trait because of how much worse every site gets when it changes anything <laughs> you're like including for affinity okay. is fucking ancient as far as like it still works like a website from 2005 it's hysterical yeah it's incredible and that's, and that's, the upload process and is so level... awkward and you're like oh thank god <laughs> thank god because yeah like what, what colonel's about to say was like deviantart just decided to be like hey we're gonna put ai art on our website and also all of your art you've ever put on deviantart is by a default opted into being part of the ai sampling we, we didn't ask you yeah <laughs> It's so like that's and it's like DeviantArt back, specifically is and, not a good option. A lot of artists that I know just deleted their well, DeviantArts this week, and they're like, "Well, fuck," because they're about to lose yeah, their and Twitter. And Twitter's, Twitter's a different specific niche because Twitter's the only website where you can have any algorithmic reach and you can post adult art. That's like the only one on the entire and, internet and, that you can use, and it's going and it might be and not, silly that might not be an option anymore. Because DeviantArt retracted their statement, made it so all art isn't automatically opted in. You have to opt in the art you want to be part of the algorithm, and problem solved. And it's just too happened. late. Like, that's though. the thing, though. It, like, yeah, but that's the thing right. I'm saying. You it's don't, like, you don't pre-announce you that because like you can't take back the reaction everyone has with like, oh fuck, because yeah, like you already yeah, made the mistake of but, of not consent, letting people consent the first time, and everyone's like you're running from your site. And like Tumblr still doesn't allow any adult content and like does and like Correct. just obliterated its own user base years ago. And it's like everyone's just taking turns, just making the worst choices for keeping their user base. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, 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 there does become a level where you you are obligated to change things uh, on these on bigger sites like these, because obviously stagnation becomes your greatest enemy. If Twitter doesn't do anything to change itself. And what is to stop people from just running off and using other platforms that can do that probably can show up and just do these things better than it? Um, and I don't, I don't know. It just I, I, I hate being like the crazy old man on his internet porch shouting at people. But like on some level, yes, the, having this uh, having this huge algorithmic reach on Twitter is nice. But ultimately, at the end of the day. It does just unfortunately come down to you being responsible for the platform that you put stuff on. Like you need to have the control and you can do stuff like, hey, guess what? 
Twitter is super bad about letting bots just crawl its site and steal everything from you and use it however they want it to. People have shown this multiple times. Twitter has no interest in stopping it. And as far as I can tell, don't have any like feelings about it either. I think Elon's the only guy who's like, I don't like all these bots around here. But Twitter hasn't ever said anything. They haven't been like, man, that those art stealing bots are a problem. Like they just that's fine. It's new users. It's more activity. It's just it's all good looking for them. Straight up weren't even a part of discourse until it became his excuse for trying to back out of the deal. Like no one has ever. No, it doesn't seem like anyone actually particularly cares. No one cared about bots. And that's that is a problem. You should care about bots because you don't you don't want these weird copyright thieves like running around your only algorithmically viable website to get promotions on because then they just take the art and i don't know it's just it is twitter is not a good place for artists it's not a good place for non-artists it's not a good place for really anything uh but it somehow has become this weird like built on a bunch of straws as a foundation is the like this is the social media site that that most of us use now is twitter and it's not good it's not well built and it definitely has all the flaws you would not you would definitely walk away from if you were a new person showing up for any particular reason but again we just we have all just weirdly decided it is the best option and i don't know i think there can be value i personally I think the there entire can be value internet in- just shrank to five websites like yeah. when we talk about the and ancient I, days of fur like, affinity, it was back when the internet was just sprawling and infinite and just endlessly yeah. like fractional and, and segmented, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because like, yeah, there was no mm-hmm. like before YouTube, there really weren't like a single website that everybody was using collectively. Like that just wasn't a concept. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I, and so I don't I don't find any I I. I know there's not much stake for myself personally, uh, but I don't, I, I genuinely don't see the hardship in watching these giant five, like five remaining or these five funnels for the internet just burn to the ground. Like, that's fine. Just go back to be free guys. It was kind of fun. It was, it just trust me. I like, I was here. I was there for the whole thing. It was really fun to just go around and find Very new places bad news to hang for everyone out who and, makes a living on here though. Yeah, that's the it biggest is. problem. But that's the thing is like that's the problem. That is also a problem too. I don't think it's good that you make a living on these platforms because you're putting way too much financial security on a platform that again absolutely fucking doesn't care about you. It will just no destroy you if really it has cares the opportunity. about you. Yeah, I think it, yeah, especially in, so, the, in the in these like people days, who work at Starbucks safer. or a bank don't have a more moral job that loves them and wants to tuck them in at night. Yeah. Oh, no no absolutely but i i, I but again is, it's like the internet uh, is unique in itself because it gives you it give, it does give you an opportunity to own your own job site but you you're, create you're putting, your own job site and make that a place for people to uh, Andrew, go to like but that's what people know, I, do on twitter though you own your own job yeah well you don't work for twitter and artists on YouTube, do their own job we, and i do my own job but they all exist on yeah. a platform somewhere because you can't also create yeah. the internet on top of creating your job like that's an insane yeah, I, ask. that's what i mean it's like the platform it is, is just insane a tool. Ask, but it's a tool and as a tool it should be owned by the people who use it to work but that's a different com- conversation to be had but it's not our boss. Twitter is not the boss of the people who make a living on Twitter. YouTube is not the boss of the people who 
make their living on living on YouTube and well, all it of kind of, YouTube is kind of the boss there. YouTube will decide no, whether or not you continue. Ma- yeah, no, no, no. YouTube gets to show up and tell you whether or not what you they make can, is acceptable. But that's because, like, but they can because because the tool is not owned by the people that use it. It's owned by YouTube the, by Google. I don't know. It's, YouTube it's does owned by the YouTube, own people. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if YouTube to me counts as a tool. I think it it it's just a it's just in a the sense repository. of repository. It, it just in the hosts sense of how a bunch do you of get files, money but it doesn't of, like it's in yeah. the sense of how do you get your money at the end of the day, right? So you use Premiere, you use OBS, you use the game, and you use YouTube. Technically you get That's your money. Tool. I mean, you are getting your money from AdSense. You're not getting your money from YouTube. YouTube doesn't yeah, pay you well, anything. AdSense yeah, gives you its money because but people still, pay no, for ads to Google. But yeah, and I think that's, but it's like, uh, how do you how do you describe this? Like, I I I think of it the way like Rooster Teeth is a is a good example, but also a bad example of this because obviously the reason that their success worked in the way it did was because they did, uh, they they were doing something during an early time before YouTube was as big as it was, and so they had this luxury of saying, hey, I'm creating a website that host videos, hosts all of our content on it, and you have to go there to watch it. And so people would then make that the place that they hung out at. It had a forum, it had the content, it had like uh, what you know, like merch and all that stuff. It was a one-stop mm-hmm. shop to hang out and do stuff in. And uh, and like obviously that is an unreasonable ask because there's a lot that goes into making a site like Rooster Teeth. You can't just like wake up one day and say like I'm gonna do that. It takes people with a lot of skill, talent, and expertise. Um, but there are there not are even just that it's unsustainable at- to have the hosting costs for the video that people the videos that people like you make a living off of like oh yeah you cannot yeah and i mean even, like they were like a lot of the even, the early internet days were that any any video that went viral on any kind of private website ruined that person's life because they yes. suddenly had this impossible hosting costs from their provider thrown at them and they were just yeah. totally fucked and rooster teeth yeah, was no different yeah. there was there was the uh, like Bernie talked about it on a podcast like way way in the early when it was like the drunk tank or whatever way before it became what it is now and he had made us he had told a story about how like the bandwidth cost for Rooster Teeth was too fucking extreme and he had been routing it through his own job at the time like he had literally had the server going through his jobs internet so that way he didn't have to pay for the bandwidth to do it <laughs> and like that's insane but it doesn't the thankfully the world doesn't work that like the internet doesn't work that way anymore that's it's a lot less uh it's a lot less insane in terms of its bandwidth costs uh yeah. we also like platforms are a lot easier to make now we have so many just pop-up shop bear like a uh, platform tools you have docker who can just make a you can just make twitter in like a in 30 minutes or something mm-hmm. and just prop it up now um just we just have like we have progressed a huge amount since then but obviously, because the incentive to do to have ownership or make something uh, yourself is really low, the more complicated it becomes. You tend to not like want to do that. You obviously want to be like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to have to deal with managing both this completely arbitrary, like this basically just a, a a landing page for my creative endeavors. Um, I don't want to have to manage that website on top of also trying to like pump out the amount of content I need to survive and doing enough social media marketing, whatever to get yeah, more people yeah. to come to me. And like, yeah, at some point you start becoming like overburdened with how much you're doing. And I don't, I don't know. It just, it, it at some level it's, it's this problem of, I, 
there's an unsustainability level and Twitter is just kind of like a bandaid over a much bigger problem, which is that creative endeavors tend to be very unsustainable uh, unless there are a lot of factors that happen to just go right for you. And I don't think that that it, I think that itself is a bigger problem. I don't think it should be that way. And I also don't think that artists should have to struggle as much as they do to find uh, a place to just be artists. It's very weird that like art in itself, like Twitter is the worst place to put art. I hate art on Twitter. It is like Instagram is a better place to put art and Instagram sucks to put art on. But at least Instagram is like built to be a, a picture platform. But Twitter is like such dog shit at this. And it drives me bonkers. Like I, if I if I go to an artist and I go like, man, I love this guy's art. I want to look more at it, and I go to the media tab, and suddenly there's like reaction gifs in there. Why the fuck? Oh yeah, are no, these it's the here? worst when they don't what just is, have a link like, to a gallery. Just yeah, Twitter. Just Twitter's good for and, 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 finding art, but it's the worst for browsing art. And, yes. You know what's really annoying? What the most fucking annoying thing is is that there's this button in Twitter. You click on the more button, and you go to Creator Studio, and you go to this thing that says Media Studio. And when you click on that, you suddenly have a fucking gallery with all the pictures you've ever uploaded to your fucking Twitter account that people can't see but you. Why? <laughs> Why can't you just curtail that to doing exactly what you want it to be? Why can't I just say I want to make a whole little platform or a whole little playlist of all the pictures I've ever uploaded and then just have that available for people to just come and look at? What else? wouldn't that be nice and just obviously there's no incentive there's no reason to do it twitter has no fucking reason to do it because artists are the lowest obviously on the lowest bar of what like they care about in terms of user uh changes they've spent a lot more time making sure that there's a lot better features for like verified users for uh getting factual information out and something even as stupidly mundane as like the way that tweets are made so or not tweets are made, but like the way that retweets are done. So like, oh, it's easier to retweet pictures and videos now. And it's like, OK, but it still comes to the problem of like all of this media that people are sharing with one another is an ass to deal with on the site. It's a pain in the ass to find, to manage like the search function sucks on Twitter. If you type in anything in the search feature, it does you might work. as well not. Like, like what? Like this site is. I literally searched Twitter by searching somehow, on Google with while saying to search Twitter yes, on Google because the yes, search. It, granted, like, no site's search function works. They're incredibly bad. But what's really funny is that, like, specifically, if you know someone's name, you can't find them on Twitter. The best you can find is people replying to them if you're lucky, and then click yeah. on the username from the reply. Like, the, for some reason, the specific person you're trying to look up is specifically not in the results every time. It's so consistent. It's, mm -hmm. we it's annoying. Up. And I, yeah, it's, it's just a, I, at the end of the day, I, I, I lament and regret that we accidentally have managed to isolate the internet into the worst possible pillars. And everyone has to fit around these really awful, shitty built platforms. And when, now that one of them isn't like, well, two of them technically, but one isn't like obviously open fire state it's seeing people like what am i gonna do and it's like oh no we've like well, not we but like the royal we like oh no the internet is like kind of made this whole previous like uh knowledge 
go extinct. You didn't need to know how to deal with stuff um, like managing a website or even just like customizing a website in its entirety because like that, why would you need to? You can just upload it here or onto DeviantArt or like whatever. You can just upload it to a platform site and be done with it. And it's like that platforms are just platforms are great because a lot of people can easily go to them and they find them out but they're also terrible because platforms cannot be trusted in any capacity they are not your friend and they definitely will never worry about you in their entire existence uh and like the best thing you can do is just try to like you, you just uh, you need a storefront you need a place that people know to find you at like a, a like a regular business does like it just it and it while it sucks yeah, and like obviously most business owners don't know architecture. They don't build their own goddamn buildings. But like at some level, once you have that that front, once you have that land, then you can kind of from there grow around it. You can use Twitter to market that place that you have and tell people like that's the place that I put my stuff on. Um and like it sounds awful and it sounds backwards and like no one wants to deal with it, but I think that like unfortunately it kind of you there is going to be people have personal sites more... just no one looks at them doesn't that's really the matter thing. how it's much like, you try to advertise no one, them or whatever like people just stay on the three platforms that's just how the the user base works yeah and it, it, i just i just don't i feel bad it's like trying to a, play a different obviously... mmo <laughs> like especially yeah. like in the, the first decade of wow it was like every time you tried to play any other mmo your friends might look for a week or they would just ignore you completely and then everyone would go right back to WoW by the end of the month. And it was just like, all right, well, we tried. Anyway, if, that, you yeah, send yeah. if you want to send questions, send them to dialoguechoicespodcast at gmail.com. And uh, maybe we'll make a new podcast sooner this time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. Our schedule, well, as, I, as I said at the beginning, is just a, it's a mess. It's a mess finding a more place for all the things we're play, doing. If he wants to play Monster Prom. Bird. Well, I think I think we might we'll switch it to monster prompts on Fridays, so bird because that's when you, birds usually around anyway. Oh, and then right, right, we might right. do outbreak yeah. instead of the podcast uh, on Sundays, so that we can get through that. But then outbreak will end in like a month and a half, probably or something. So like maybe if then we, we don't have it. to worry about it anymore. <laughs> and then oh. things will go we'll back to normal, and then we'll probably all maybe we'll, we'll alternate between podcast and art videos. I don't know. Those are fun to make, stressful. Uh, no one watches them, but <laughs> see you guys next time. Aw. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>